0: It's really not going to be let unless they, like, fuck each other in the ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Pups. Hello, everyone, and welcome to May We Geek Again, um, episode 41, a little podcast where we talk about the TV show The Hundred on the CW. Um, My name is Joe, and I am joined today by my lovely co host, Shaheen. Hey, guys. And Bubs. Hello. Today we are talking, or wait, no. Hi,
0: how are you guys? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm good. I'm a little tired from work, Um, (laughs) but this wine's delicious. Um, speaking of,
1: uh, what, what, what kind of wine are you drinking?
0: Um, well, since you asked. Yes, I did ask. it's called Ochavado. It's from España. Ooh, España. Um, I was, I drunkenly signed up for Wine of the Month Club, apparently. I love the number of stories that we get about drunk
1: bubs surprising sober bubs.
0: (laughs) She just loves, like, giving. She is a giver. (laughs) Yeah, no. I've told the stories before about how drunk bubbles has been at house parties, gone on people's computers, ordered things off of Amazon based on conversations that she had at said house parties, and then like a week later, I'm like, "What is this package? (laughs) What is this?"
2: Wait, Um, did you order it for yourself or for the?
0: Well,
1: yeah, no, no, it was for myself. Let's not let's not misconstrue Bubs as (laughs) altruism. Yeah, no, no, no. I
2: mean, you said (laughs) she's a giver. I was like, are you ordering it for? She is a
1: giver to Bubs in the future.
0: Well, I think the only selfish thing that (laughs) drunk bubbles has ever ordered was this wine subscription. How's that?
1: (laughs) Um, how is the wine subscription?
0: So this is my second box. Um, it was really funny because I do remember when I was ordering it, um, I said, like, only white wine. And I kept answering only white wine. And it was like, are you sure? Are you sure? What about, like, this wine that's red that's good? And I was like, no, only white wine. <laughs> uh, Drunk so is the most basic. Oh, so, well, I mean, no. So, sober is equally basic. <laughs> so I appreciate Sticking to like what I like Um, because it's it's good. And in the last box was I think I liked everything. Although, I mean, I'm not the pickiest person. So who knows? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, All right. So you've got some white wine. I'm drinking a Sapporo. I didn't even know that white wine came out of Spain. I know that that's weird, but I can only ever picture like red wine. Um, What is what is your herbal varietal today, Shaheen? Since now we we can talk about it as you are in a legal state.
2: Well, not that we are like, we shy away from it. No, Um, but hey,
1: but it's also not like, quote unquote, what are you smoking? (laughs) Whatever my dealer had. Like you, you know, you had the option.
2: Yeah. Um, No, I mean, I'm drinking microwave tea because I ran out of um, the regular brew tea, but I mean, I kind of, I'm. I don't make it as much anymore because for some reason San Jose water has this, like, gross layer of this thing on top of it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> San Jose is a garbage I like the town. sliminess.
2: Yeah. It, and, you know, I, I think I had that when I lived back in Texas. But anyway, uh, mm-hmm. I've, it's been years since I've had to, like, use t- paper towel to uh, remove a gross layer of greasy...
1: What the fuck, dude?
2: From my tea before I drink it. So I uh I was drinking microwave tea. um, but yeah, I mean there is all sorts of um uh, other inhalables, smokables.
1: But but don't you have like brand names? Like
2: available. Brand names for what?
1: I don't know, like what do you like you, Tazo. Like, <laughs> Lipton. Know, like Oh, I meant the weed of, like, Oh, you're very sweet. <laughs> oh <laughs> anyways
2: yeah i mean what brand name are you talking about i don't like, know strains, like is it is or... it
1: jack hair is it OG yeah, that, Kush? yeah those are
2: the strains yeah i yeah. actually got some jack hair um dabs
1: okay is that but what you're dude, on right like, now my
2: tolerance is just fucking through the roof it's just not even... got to go on a
1: tea break <laughs> maybe it's maybe when we're break. at congata that'll be when you're
2: sober that's in Los Angeles. There's no... No. Fucking no.
1: Way. <laughs> it's not going to happen. There's no,
2: there no way. What's a tea break?
1: Tolerance break where you like...
2: Oh, yeah. I... Yeah. It's yeah. what I have
1: to do for my Adderall medication, so... But then
2: the nights are boring.
1: Yeah. Sobriety at night is less fun. Anyway, we've we've gone on a long ass tangent. I'm doing a bad job moderating. <laughs> um, today, well, not today. Today, when you ever, whenever you hear this podcast, um, we'll be talking about episode 503, "Sleeping Giants" uh, by Aaron Ginsburg. Uh, well, written by Aaron Ginsburg and Wade McIntyre, directed by Tim. Is it Scalen or Scallen?
0: I've been saying Scanlan, but now I'm just like, wait, have I gotten the letters wrong?
1: Tim Tim directed it. He did a great job. Um, you can find us on Twitter, uh, at MayWeGeekAgain. Um, I kind of have given up on the Facebook, but, you know, if you yell at us and send us a notification, maybe it'll come through. Um, you can go to (laughs) MayWeGeekAgain.com and it'll redirect you to our SoundCloud page. Maybe I'll actually build up a website for that, but whatever. Come yell at us somewhere on Twitter. Um... (laughs) You if know. you have a negative review, leave it on Facebook. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and we'll post this to Reddit, and you can yell at us there. Uh, Aaron Ginsburg basically confirmed that he lurks on Reddit. Um, he
0: did. He did. I died, and then like all of my comments that I've ever made like ran through my head, and I was like, oh god.
1: <laughs> Delete your browser history. Burn uh, your computer. <laughs> just kill yourself, basically. Uh,
0: please feed my dog.
1: <laughs> oh, bonsai. Um, All right, so uh, let's get into the episode discussion. Um, Let's get into some overall takes, uh, which looking at the run sheet, people were pretty pleased. Um, Shaheen, what'd you got to say?
2: So I thought that on second watch, there were a lot of little nuggets for people who watch it more carefully or for a second time or for multiple times, Mm -hmm. and people who are following the story, um, which, you know, we'll talk about just little references here and there and just uh, explanations that other people may just kind of um, breeze over it. Um, and so that's good. It you know, it has rewatch value, um, which is great. And I feel like the way they're structuring the story this season, um, it's still we're in episode three and it's still kind of hard to predict where things are headed. Uh, This hasn't been the case in previous seasons. I mean, you could at least kind of tell how the first half of the season was going to be. But this time, it's still not clear. I I mean, there's going to be some sort of alliance and animosity between all of these factions. But it's really not clear what it's going to be. Well, it's especially
1: hard because like... With at least with season one, like within the first few episodes, you're like, All right, there's other people here. That's probably going to be the issue. In season two, you were like, Okay, the mountain men, like that's going to be the issue. But mm-hmm. now we're like, in theory, we're getting set up as a mountain men, grounder, you know, hundred sort of right. situation. Except I don't think we are.
0: And yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with um, how they've refocused on character um, interactions this season, because I think it's when it's big plot pieces that are moving. Um, I mean, it's a lot easier to predict because it's like there's only so many places it could go, and it all has to fit together. Um, when it's about like Raven and Murphy being left on, I have like no idea what's going to happen with that. Uh, awesome,
1: awesome is awesome. what's going to happen with that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's just like <laughs> there are there are all these like like little things that make it unpredictable because that's it's like focused on things that like you can predict less than yeah. it's been in other seasons. I don't know so, if that
1: makes sense. <laughs> so per per your note sorry, Shaheen, did you have more more little overall no, I'm takes? Good. All right. Bubs, how about you?
0: Um, I so I think in past seasons, one of the hardest um, things about them have been the pacing of the episodes. You know, we've had like dead time, we've had um, things that went way too fast. And while the mm-hmm. season is definitely moving very fast, um, it does feel like like touching again on like the rewatchability of these episodes, like I've watched each one at least three times. Um, I've watched this week's episode like five times. <laughs> it was. Um, I feel
1: like this week's episode. I'll I'll say like, and I and I wrote a tweet about this from our May Geek Again Twitter account. So check that <laughs> out. Um, that basically like the first episode, That's I was funny. like, oh my God, this is like one of the best episodes I've ever seen. And then the second yeah. episode, I was like, no, this is one of the best episodes. And then by this third episode, I was like, this is actually the best episode. Like, like and yeah. it just keeps getting better, which I feel like A, is unusual for this series. And uh-huh. B, like the fact that we, you would have three s- such strong episodes back to back. And this one I would say was like near perfect.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I. I, it's just like, even it's it ended on like a cliffhanger that myself as a bullark shipper was like more more. But even I though mean, like, as a
1: non bullark shipper, like as a platonic bullark shipper, yeah. like I was still like that, that was some good shit. Like it was ridiculous yeah. but also amazing.
0: Yeah, and like it's it, I think like I um going into the episode I think that I can't remember what. Jason Rothenberg said or what the article was but he had like kind of been like tempering expectations like there will be like there will be hugs eventually like so I think that he thought because you know fans when they're not happy react very aggressively Really? Um, <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't I don't know if ever he heard noticed. that but <laughs> so I think that he thought it ending like that was going to be like a big deal but like it's like it's not about people get like it really isn't this show isn't about people getting what they want it's just about feeling um, the connection to the characters and the characters' connections to each other. And that's exactly what it did. And it did it very well. Yeah. Well, all right.
1: From so are you
2: saying that the, these are some of the best episodes of the entire show?
1: Um, I would about argue that. I would say I, that these the best have stretch. been... Yeah, like, definitely the best stretch. And I would argue, like, especially this third episode, I would say it was probably one of the best episodes of the series, mm-hmm. like, in terms of, like, pacing and character work and dialogue and, like, a really good balance of, like, some fucking hilarious moments <laughs> um, mixed with, like, you know, a lot of, like, adrenaline, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Um, yeah, I would say that this was this episode was definitely a standout in the overall series. Mm-hmm. Do you disagree?
2: I, yeah, I definitely don't think, <laughs> the, <laughs> I mean, there are episodes in season two, season three, even in season one, um, that, you know, I w- when I was watching it for the first or second or third time, or God knows how many times I still like, <laughs> I sobbed like Play a baby. cool, Shaheen, be cool. I was like eating Can my, read. yeah, I was like eating my guts and sobbing and like, <laughs> This is hasn't happened. I mean, it hasn't happened in a long time. I don't know if season four ever got me to that. Maybe place. you're
0: just old and weathered and cynical now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's. I, no, I think I I get what you mean, and I think that the difference between where we are right now with these episodes and like I think what you're talking about is we haven't hit like the the um those emotions that are like devastating yet. And those are kind of the kind of emotions that stick with you, like the culling or um, season two finale um, with killing all the mountain men. So I think that there is um, a difference with what we felt in other seasons, which has just been this like crushing sadness at times. Totally.
1: Um, And I think this episode didn't like destroy me or like make me like, you know. But it was exhilarating. Yeah, it was really well crafted. Yes, It was a very like precise episode where like they know the characters, like the characters were written well and like Mm -hmm. they had good dialogue and like I wasn't like, oh, they would never do that. Like it was, it felt very, it was a very tight episode.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. think like I always, I've always said this for like a long time without really understanding what I'm trying to say is that like pacing. <laughs> but you're still saying it. I, I'm still saying it. <laughs> pacing is like such a huge part of like enjoyment um, and rewatchability. And I don't really know what, um, like we say pacing, but like what does that actually mean? Like we're jumping between stories at the right, like there's a, there's kind of like this genesis about pacing. Um, and I don't know if it's just that, like, everything is balanced and therefore, um, it feels like there's so much more there time-wise than there actually is because there's, you know, you're visiting each emotion and scene, um, and having enough time to spend there and then it's moving, the is moving along. I don't, I, like, I honestly don't know what pacing is, but whatever it is, it was done very well here. Um, and it really does feel like an episode that's its own journey, um,
2: well, I feel like pacing is kind of defined relative to this, to this story itself. Like, every, every story has its own internal clock. And mm-hmm. there are some stories that run slow and some stories that run fast. And the, the only thing that can be disturbing or jarring is, is if within that series, mm-hmm. um, suddenly one episode moves really fast or really slow mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel right. And so I guess it's relative to what it's been before and the mm-hmm. hundred has been a little inconsistent but usually I would say by and large a very fast moving mm-hmm. story.
0: Yeah. Um, I think what well I think yeah. what happened was and I, I have so much more faith in the show right now. I think what happened was because season 1 as I mean people can tear apart like the beginning of season 1 but it still was a very tight season overall. And it had like one of the best cliffhangers as we discussed before. Um, and then season two, again, like a very tight season. Um, and I think that what happened in season three was unfortunately like things outside of the show's control and wanting to do storylines um, for fans and for the show. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like fell season off. Season three kilter. was so uneven. So yeah, Exactly. And so I think and season four had to kind of try to backtrack and like smooth some things over that season three... Um, kind of dug up. And so now we're, like, we're six years in the future. They can kind of, like, start from scratch on, um, the story. And I think we're seeing, again, like, the, the really tight work that they do, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I would, I, I feel like this season definitely feels like, you know, after five long years, they've figured out, (laughs) they've figured their shit out. Um, yeah.
0: It's exciting. I, it's like, exciting. I'm so happy it's for great. them. I, I hope it carries over. I hope I'm not like <laughs> coming back here, I don't know what episode, and being like, well, I was
2: What well, the fuck those was sucks. that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, do you guys want to get into actual story discussion? Mm-hmm. All right. Sure. Shaheen, are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about like we'll kind of go somewhat chronologically, um, but you know, jumping back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Um, when we started the episode, uh, we went into we jumped right back into Eden. Um and, you know, Clark uh setting up booby traps again, much much like some, you know, Clark and Maddie are mm-hmm. the grounders in this case. You know, she even sets up a thing to impale one of the one of the prisoners. What did you guys think about, like, all of those sort of parallels?
0: I, um, I thought at first, like, the first watch, I was like, oh, so interesting, like, yes, like, I know that this is a a theme that the show brings up a lot, it's like, there is no good guys, there is no bad guys, um, and so we have, like, our, our main character in the role of the Grounders, um, but then I, on second watch, I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, are we meant to really, like, do a one-to-one comparison, between the Grounders in season one and um, Clark now. Um, Because there are... It's not the same thing. And it made me think about, like, the show and how um, I feel like sometimes in propping up the idea that there are no bad guys, there are no good guys, Um, we kind of fall into, like, a different kind of black and white thinking where everyone's, like, kind of the same. And I don't know... I, like, sat there and thought about it for a long time because it's, like, obviously, like, not everyone is, like, the same level of quote-unquote goodness. Like, we still have, like – I made a list of people. Hold on. Um, We have, like, Elizabeth Bathory, a.k.a. The contest, a.k.a. killed – sadistically murdered 600 servant girls way back in history. Um, We have, like, Luis Garavito, a.k.a. La Bestia, which means The Beast who was a child murderer, torture and rapist and had like 300 victims. We have cool. Ilu. We have the Green River Killer who had 71 victims plus. Are these are these from your like notes that you haven't like put
1: into the, into the yes. document because you didn't want <laughs> paragraphs and paragraphs and so of, just of, just exactly. of serial
0: killer shit? Exactly. So I was, so it like sent me down this whole, <laughs> this whole like tangent, which I don't know if that's what the show is trying to like Gloss over to bring back later is that I I really don't think that it's about there not being good guys and bad guys. I don't think that's what it's trying to say. I think it's what it's trying to say is that like it doesn't matter how good you are, or how great your intentions are. When push comes to shove, we're gonna all do shitty things, and and that's like everyone shitty. Well, not like but yes but you no. can't actually
1: call it shitty because
0: no no no, it, it's more like. It, it like doesn't matter how good of a person you think you are. It's it's more like the world isn't about that. Like the world is about like what's important to you, what who are you as a person? Like it's it's just like I don't know if I'm being hypocritical. Um.
1: Well, so this this kind of look looking at the run sheet, this kind of actually um sort of ties in maybe a little bit to Shaheen, one of Shaheen's first note about um the killer be killed, um, you know mm-hmm. Clark sentiment. Do you, can you speak to that a little bit, Shaheen?
2: Sure. I mean, I wanted to say a couple of things. Oh, about sorry, my bad. Please. What we already talked about. Um, I mean, first of all, in terms of the parallels with season one, um, I thought that was interesting too. Um, and okay, so in terms of the differences, first of all, from a from a storytelling standpoint, uh, it's different, obviously because. Um, and it's a little weird watching the episode um, mm-hmm. in terms of how much of what the Allegius team does is sort of rests sort of on this assumption that there might be or there probably is a bunch of other grounders and that they're very dangerous mm-hmm. and you know not that not that that's a bad inference to make based on the evidence that they've had so far but anyway that's what they believe and this is exactly what. The hundred were worried about when they landed first, and one difference is
0: they are worried about what—that
2: there is a lot more grounders and that they're dangerous and you know they're going to kill. Well, which but is so reasonable the, after Jasper
0: was speared, right? They didn't know about them before.
2: Right, right, right. So they 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 found they they were hurt and you know they thought there's hostile there's hostile uh, hostile people here and they didn't know how many or what. And so that's the parallel. But the difference, two differences from a storytelling standpoint, first of all, is that, well, I guess one is from a storytelling standpoint, which is that we know this time um, what the truth is. Whereas in in season one, we didn't know, you know, if there were grounders or how many or what they are, what they're like, you know, uh, we didn't know how deep the rabbit hole Mm -hmm. went. Um, so in this case we know exactly and we know that they're wrong that there is no one else Mm -hmm. and so this is kind of this makes it that's one that those are two ways in which it's different one is that we know this time and the other is that it's actually wrong last time it was something that we didn't know as the audience and also it was actually true it turned out it was true Mm -hmm. so that's one difference that's there um But then there's forgetting the presentation and the storytelling aspect of it and just asking, okay, let's assume we know everything. Now, in retrospect, so it doesn't matter how it was presented or what we knew and what we didn't know. But in retrospect, there's these groups of people. There's one group of people who are coming from space and they want to just claim a land that they think belongs to them because last thing they know is when they left it. It belonged to them. And then there's this group of people who are on the ground. Uh, In this case, it's a very small group of people um, who also feel like it's theirs. And then there's a group of people who are trapped um, underground and their only hope is to get back to the ground. Mm -hmm. So there's obvious parallels there. And then you can ask, okay, are there good guys and are there bad guys in this story? And... Then that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. So segueing into that, um, there are multiple ways to think about this phrase of there are good guys and there are bad guys, right? So one way to think about it is obviously like there are ways to make sense of why someone gets to the point that they get to. Usually no matter what they end up doing in their life, there is a story you can tell about how is it that they ended up there. Um, and you know if that were all that we needed to exonerate someone to say that someone is not a bad guy is to simply understand what they went through and understand that if you went through the same thing you would have probably done the same thing then if that's all you needed then in a sense that's probably true there are no good guys and bad guys everyone is probably you know uh, most people are the product of their environment and what what they want to Nurture versus nature is a
0: very complicated discussion.
1: Well, interestingly to your to your point Shaheen, like and, and and slightly jumping ahead um to to when um space crew watches the the captain's log and sees Dioza and all of the other prisoners sort of taking off um you know taking over over the bridge. And the captain talking about that they that they found out about option eleven, which we don't know what that is, and we'll get into like talking about speculating about that. But like, I wonder if you know we're, we're shown that moment to to be like, oh fuck, these people are not to be fucked with. Like, maybe they are really bad. They're prisoners. They took over their ship. It was violent. But are we going to get that moment where they where we find out what it was that, that catalyzed that, and are mm-hmm. we going to then be on their side? Because like you said, it all is a, you know, it depends on your perspective. And would we agree with, you know, sort of their Mm -hmm. mutiny um, and and ship takeover based on the information that they had at the time that we don't have right now?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, I mean, that's one aspect of it is knowing the history of the person. And it's interesting to think about the limits of this. I mean, we kind of do this in court sometimes when... We exonerate people because we think, or, or equate people or whatever, because we think that like they were, they were like <laughs> under so much psychological duress that mm-hmm. their actions uh, don't reflect on them. And, you know, you can kind of extend that and say, well, what is the line between being under psychological duress and just behaving the way that you know? Um... You know the at the moment that's how you you know how to behave, and that's how you behave, so mm. anyway, that's one aspect, but then, uh one thing that I brought up um when we were talking about episode one mm. um two episode two episodes ago um that's was forever yeah, <laughs> um was that it seems like they pivoted from there are no good guys to something slightly different now because the way it was presented, you know, season one and season two and then even season three, uh, the underlying philosophy was always there are no good guys and there was always Lever and, you know, Abby, who's always kind of like a moral compass on the show, more or less, even though, you know, she fucks up. Um, (laughs) she, She endorsed that there are no good guys, you know.
0: It depends what you think moral is.
2: Well, no, this is what now this is what I'm trying to say is like but in season four, it seems like they pivoted from that, and Abby marked this in her conversation with Clark saying, "I was wrong, there are good guys, and you are one
0: mm-hmm.
2: and what's interesting is what clark the uh what Clark did in season four what well, um it's-
1: Sorry, like, could that just be like Abby, like, you know how some, like, you know, a parent never thinks that their kid is, like, ugly, but the rest of the world is like, man, that kid's fucking hideous. Yeah, I
2: mean, we talked about whether this could be maternal consolation, you know, I mean, yeah, you could read it that way. It seems too significant for the show to just negate their own slogan in a very similar sort of dialogue and then just kind of. Blow past it. I don't know.
0: I mean, but anyway. it's, um what's it called? Um, foreshadowing that Abby's gonna go crazy. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: credibility lost because turns out she had none. Um, Great. Right. Sorry. Continue. Otherwise, Shah- I'm,
0: I agree. Otherwise, I agree that it's it's both. It's like the show making a commentary on um, what we think at this point is their thesis, um, and saying maybe it's not that simple.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, again, um, going back to this idea of this pivot, is there's also a shift in Clark's behavior or focus that sort of comes along with this um, pivoting from there are no good guys to maybe there are good guys. And that shift in Clark's behavior, that has to do with trying to save humanity the whole time mm-hmm. to trying to just caring trying to care for the people that she knows her friends mm. you know people that she cares about so there's this care-based pivot or shift well, it's, that happens it's,
0: but it's it's i think it's both though because her stealing the bunker was a lot about luna potentially winning because like there was a chance that humanity could cease to exist should she win um, because grounders are so such traditionalists. And so I, to me, that was the idea behind her stealing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do we okay. think well, I was- that
1: if Octavia and and Kane had made it into the bunker, do we think that they would have reopened the door? Nope. Like if, if their nope. mission had been successful, like we don't think that they would have reopened the door for I
0: the grounders. I do not think so. What do you
2: think, Shaheen? Mm, I don't know. I Maybe. I feel like they would still.
1: Like, what even would be the disagreement at that point? Like, I mean, I guess.
2: I mean, Bellamy and, and Abby had Bellamy independent needed Abby's objections help. to this issue. Yeah.
0: Abby destroyed that, um, the radiation pod that could have saved humanity um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: for Clark. <laughs> So if Clark's inside, Kane's inside, um, I just, I don't think so. I really so, don't. So
1: Sky, Sky Crew would have been, quote unquote, shitty if they had gotten, quote like <laughs> most of their people inside. Yeah. All of them.
0: I, I mean, I think that that's like, we're not supposed to believe that of Bellamy, but I don't think that they did enough work for me to not believe that. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I'm
2: just saying b- both Bellamy and Abby had, independently of who else is on the other side of the door, they seem to have uh, objections to this. And I'm not sure if it would have been strong enough to motivate them to, to open the door, but it was there. So there might have been some tension.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Feelings of guilt. Um, I'm sure it would have been like a years-long depression over like oh my gosh we could have done something but we didn't you know but like
1: i don't know if that would have been even the smart choice especially like looking looking at where the bunker ended up ended up going
2: um yeah. that I said mean. it also
1: means now looking at at the fact well, that the that the thing collapsed on top of it's a good thing they did it's they they a good did. thing yes. that they that that exactly. a couple people were left out um yep. Do you guys mind if we move uh, along a, a little bit in the plot? And, and I
2: didn't finish.
1: I'm sorry, Shaheen. Please go ahead.
2: <laughs> so I was just saying that this shift happens uh, in Clark's focus from this big picture sort of saving everyone to saving the people that she cares about right around the end of season mm-hmm. four. And I was mostly talking not about um, stealing the bunker, but talking about how she's leaving to save Raven. And then, she you know, she climbs the, the tower to save uh, Raven and everyone else um, on the uh, space pot. So um, those are the kinds of uh, iconic actions that, the, that's Clark, that Clark ends the season with. Um, mm-hmm. And we're told that maybe she is a good guy. And then, you know, this is also in keeping with what happens in season five, which is, again, her focus is just caring for one person. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. you have this, like, care-based shift. Um, but then there is this odd element to it that she also talks about kill or be killed. And I thought, what last time when we talked about this, when we talked about episode one, I thought that this kill or be killed was just a phase that she went through.
1: It's just a phase, mom. Uh, well, because it was
2: right, because it was right before she found Maddie and she was thirsty and she was dying whatever. And she was like, animals kill. They don't care. Um, and then she finds Maddie. Uh, and I thought that and she should at have that killed point, her and eaten her. <laughs> well, I feel like that at that point, the shift occurred. That's when the shift happened. To, to going from, oh, I actually do have a purpose now. There, I do care about one thing, which is this person. Mm-hmm. And so now you could say, now this is main, mainly, I think, based on the previously, <laughs> because they edited in the stuff about Clark talking about kill or be killed. Mm-hmm. and So it seems like um, they mean to say that is an important aspect of what motivates her now. Um, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't read too much into the previously, but it seems like they're talking about kill or be killed being still on her mind. Now, it's consistent with saying, I care about this person. Mm-hmm. And so you could see so there are two ways that you can make it work, depending on which one you think is more fundamental. the care-based morality or the killer be killed morality. If you think the the care-based morality is fundamental, then the killer be killed is just like, she, I care about Maddie, and so I have this mentality of protecting her, um, and so that's why I want to kill anyone else, um, which allows itself to be reformed by saying, okay, maybe you should care about a few more people, uh, um, you know, rather than rather than this just this one person. It's um, so like
0: Bellamy's journey,
2: right? 16, exactly, onward. which is kind of still if you think that that's what all that happened, then that's going backwards, which doesn't really sit well with the, uh, with the idea of Clark, Abby telling Clark that you are a good guy because I, she I, actually went back in a way. But
0: it's not, it's, I think that... I don't necessarily no think that you bat bat guys have huh? view that as regressive.
1: Like, I don't necessarily think that, yeah, you have to view her sort of focus as regressive, especially considering... W- Maddie's the only person that she's had to care about for six years. So, like, I think that Clark's circle is going to expand um, when, you know, with the arrival of more people. But I do think that much, you know, yeah, much like Bellamy, it is still going to be focused on Maddie. But how much of that also is the fact that Maddie's a child?
0: Well, but I also think it's, like, for the show message, it's going back to, like, no good guys and no bad guys. not actually being about how everyone is just level. It's about, it's about perspective. It's about Clark. Um, she understood Bellamy in season one, um, but it's not that she agreed with it. It wasn't her sister. It wasn't her loved one on the line. Um, and now she's in that position that Bellamy was in. She's in the position her mother was in. And so it's not so much, I wouldn't say it's regressive. I would say it's it's growth in the sense of another human experience that she has to work through to get to a place where she's making decisions because of and despite the situation she's in.
2: Yeah, so there's there's so much to say about this. I mean, with the um, good guys or no good guys issue, I feel like one way to think about it is if it's just a matter of uh, a zero-sum game between two competing interests... And I'm charged to take care of one group of people, and you're charged to take care of another group of people. Uh, then there is really no difference between us, and we might both mm-hmm. resort to questionable things to, you know, achieve our goals. Um, so in that scenario, which has been the focus of seasons one and two uh, and three, to 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 a large extent, um, there are no. Good guys, and this is something that Clark brings up in her monologue. She's like, even Allie and you know all of those people, they were saving themselves. I would argue it's not really true about Allie, but anyway, um, <laughs> she says that they, they just had a competing interest. And okay, so we have, and then so I thought the idea was, however, um, whether or not you're a good guy is reflected in how much you care about you know, how much you care about what's right in front of you and whether your, your overall disposition towards, towards people that you care about is good. Um, but that doesn't sit well with this kill or be killed mentality, um, especially if you think that the kill or be killed mentality is fundamental. Um, mm-hmm. And somehow she's saying, okay, when you say kill or be killed, what is the be killed part of it? Who is involved in that? Is it just you, yourself? Or is it um, more than just yourself? And, and if you include anyone else in it, then the question is why stop there? Why just that one person? right? So it's, if you think that she has a kill or be killed mentality, but the be killed part of it includes Maddie somehow, so she doesn't want herself or Maddie to be killed, so she's willing to kill anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's kind of arbitrary right it's like why is is it just you and Maddie
0: well it's like it's assigning like we're both in the same position it's gonna be one of us why not me right
2: um one of us being who
0: in, in the sense of kill or be killed like uh-huh. it's one or the other like it's so there's it's um what's it so called? we're back um, at the
2: zero sum game now
0: well isn't that what we're talking about
2: i don't know is that what it's supposed to be it doesn't seem like a zero-sum game anymore if you're just trying to make a deal with two people on the ground you can mm-hmm. just be like oh okay yeah you guys can hang out too um <laughs> it would be a, it was a different story when it was like you know hundreds of people versus hundreds of people it's like mm-hmm. we can't all have this value
0: no, that's, no I, I completely agree in that sense because I was trying to think, like, how did this all start? And this was they landed um, and then they wanted to go capture people to figure out what happened. Yeah. And once they decided to go capture people, that's when that's what put Clark on the defensive. And that's why she's in the mentality of kill or be killed. Um,
1: Which, I mean, Shaw makes the point to Dioza and was like, yo, From her perspective, like, she actually makes kind of a lot of sense. And, you know, like, a bunch of people showed up in her home. Mm Mm-hmm. We we took her village. Um, You know, one argument could be made, you know, in terms of Clark and Maddie, quote-unquote, shot first, which they kind of did, you know, but Maddie was scared. Um, But, you know, then Clark killed one of their people because, you know, it was a sudden escalation of conflict. So, it's it's kind of interesting that Clark immediately sort of reverted to, you know, what we could say like, oh, why didn't Clark try to talk to them? Um, but, you know, they obviously like made a big show of having them come out of their ship with their big guns and, you know, should be seen as a threat. And so would it have even been smart for Clark to go up and be like, so, hey, guys, um, there's two of us already down here. Um, we kind of have a system. We're low on berries. Like, let's be cool. <laughs> like, what can we do? Um, but, you know, in a similar fashion that kind of all of these conflicts happen on the show, something happens and then it rapidly snowballs. And it's just kind of like if it wouldn't, I can't say it would have been smart for Clark to, to come out and, you know, try to try to make peace with them before that she knew because of anything because it's not like she had an entire, it's not like there were more of her people that she could rely on to sort of mm-hmm. back her up. It was the two of them. And so it was a choice of, well, yeah, like maybe they could help us, but also what if they don't? And then I've failed and we're both dead. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, it's almost, it's almost closer to Bellamy in season three when, he was part of the grounder massacre. It's like, we only have so much ammo. We only have whatever this, there's this army outside. Um, Do we do this or do we like give them the benefit of the doubt? I mean,
1: I feel like what we're learning on this show is that no one ever gives anyone else the benefit of the doubt. And it just for once, maybe we
0: could. When they do like Bellamy, um, believing echo in season three and having it backfire. Like, it, it, it's really, it's really, like, so when I mean, that's just and Bellamy you, have said this, you no you matter don't trust what I get do, well, <laughs> no matter what I do, people, people die. die.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that could have also been Clark's theory on that. Um, exactly.
0: Because well, it, to them, for them, it's true. It's 100% true for them. That's been their experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But. Yeah, um, I mean,
2: I, I, I agree. It seems kind of. I mean, it's we're used to it on the show, but like (laughs) you would think that people would probably like give you a few minutes to explain yourself before they shoot you, and so like yeah, or maybe maybe, like Clark
1: could have left a note at the camp, been like, hey,
2: this is there's several of us here.
0: (laughs) There are leftovers in the fridge. Help
2: yourself. (laughs) Make yourselves
1: at
0: home. Um, You gotta jiggle the toilet a little (laughs) bit.
1: Um, you know the the door squeaks. Just kick it once; it'll it'll open right up.
2: <laughs> um,
1: you know I'll be back. I'll be back. You know tomorrow. I've got I've got a thing. Um, only but, you know. flush toilet paper. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's. Do you guys mind if we if we move along a little bit in the story?
2: So what do we do with this m- Clark's thing? I, what do we do I with can't it? Figure I figure it out.
1: We see what happens, Shaheen. I don't have an answer for you Um, because it's going to be I I feel like what they're going to set up in this show is especially going to be our hero our protagonist Clark possibly abdicating a lot of her decisions and responsibilities in the effort to put Maddie first and I wonder how much friction is going to come from Maddie. She's going to rebellious teen it. Exactly. Well, and because we even saw her being like, Hey, can we like put this dude out of his fucking mercy? Like, you know, he's got, Mm -hmm. you know, a a blade through his chest. Can you shoot him? And Clark is like, no, we got to wait for the real targets to get there. (laughs) Um, So I think Maddie's, we've repeatedly seen Maddie be sort of unsure of Clark's ruthlessness um, because I'm sure that she's also never seen it. Like, She's been with this girl for six years, and she has never seen Clark kill a person, which, like, is a bit old hat for Clark. Like, I, you know, Clark has killed hundreds yeah. of people.
0: How traumatizing must that be? Like, so, like, sorry, Bonsai's whining. Shut up, Bonsai.
1: Um, so <laughs> way, to, way to be ruthless to your dog.
0: <laughs> He's just so whiny. I give him all the snacks. Um, but, like... To not know, like, she, when there were other people, she was very little, you know? She, you don't form memories that you remember before the age of four. Oh, you mean, and she you mean was, Maddie? Bonsai. Hold, Hold on, on Do you need second. to pick him up? I think so.
1: Hold on. He's being such a brat. Shh. You're being the worst. <laughs> we should probably just leave this in, though, because people like dogs.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. So like she does not remember um really interacting with people. Right. And, she's and, just and had first Clark. Exactly. So the first um people that she actually gets to interact with, Clark's shooting. And <laughs> she's like Or they're like trying to kidnap her or whatever. Like the guy that the first guy was very brutal. Like I don't blame Clark for shooting him at all.
1: Right. No, we're we're totally on Clark's side there. Like Yeah. Two dudes threatening her proverbial daughter um you know she's gonna react but at the same time like that's not who Maddie has necessarily grown up with mm-hmm. um and so it you know it's probably a little bit of it's definitely been shown to be a bit of a shock to her
0: yeah it, and she's like at an age where there's more she's more able to think for herself so I think at a younger age she would have been like oh this is what we do we care yeah. people but now you she know? has questions yeah, exactly. Because now she's formed her own opinion of the world, and this is clear that it, whatever's going on now does not fit into her, what she believes the world to be. And it's—I think it's going to be a really interesting story from that re- perspective. Yeah, Shaheen, you had something.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I can't. I I just have a lot of questions. I can't figure this out. Like. <laughs> I don't think you're. I think we're
1: only in episode three, so pump the brakes. No,
2: I mean it doesn't matter. I can't figure out whether the the story is signaling this as um as an evolution in Clark's character, or is it just oh Clark Clark's morality got reset a little bit, and this season is just going to be her catching up again. Um, I
0: think it's both. It's. Way to and, and I can't
2: figure out if the kill or be killed <laughs> mentality, is that fundamental or is that just her protecting Maddie because she cares about it? So the idea is she cares too much. I can't um, figure out what it's is oxytocin. Being, it's
1: I think is, that it's... Yeah. 100% oxytocin. I think it's also that she is at a notable disadvantage in the situation. So if mm-hmm. you think about like a cornered animal, um, you know, outnumbered, outgunned, I think, you know, even irrespective of the motherness of it, if it were just Clark, she but might still be acting it. the same. Yeah, yeah, it magnifies it. it yeah. But it it would still probably be there to, to a large degree, even if she didn't have Maddie. Because mm-hmm. then it just becomes, okay, well, then I just have to protect myself and who the fuck are these people? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a bunch of scary people with guns. Like, Clark has been there before. And she mm-hmm. also probably thought back to, you know, what it was like on the dropship as well and how they sort of came in and... Took over. Like I wonder if Clark was thinking. You know, when they captured her, she's like, "Fuck, Lincoln shut his mouth. I should shut my mouth." You know, like how much of Clark? How much was Clark aware of? Did she think back and was like, "You know, I remember this from season one. I remember this from season one." Good Earth cleavage, Clark, and uh, this
0: didn't. This didn't go very well. Um, oh my god! I think it was more like. The way that I saw it. it, was not so much that she was pulling from Lincoln, I think that she did it out of strategy, because mm-hmm. Clark is so strategic, and then I think there may have been a moment where she's like, oh, I totally get Lincoln Shit, in that man. moment, being Sorry. like, yeah, exactly, like, it's just like, <laughs> oh, that must have not been nice for him, because oh, <laughs> Um. <laughs> Yeah. No, so
1: I'm sorry sure. we don't have an answer for you, Shaheen.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Let's move on. Who cares? Who gives
1: a fuck <laughs> we're never gonna push. get an answer. Um, yeah. So obviously we're gonna see that gun again. We saw the the rock blaster. Um, yeah. The boom. The I boom. Call it the boom. The, the boom. big boom
2: gun. <laughs> the Jason
0: Rothenberg boom. Exactly.
2: So, okay. Option A or option B is Clark gonna steal it? And free bunker crew, or are they going to make an alliance?
1: Here's the thing. I think that we've been misled with Dioza. I think that there's going to be issues with her and McCreary. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that she might help them. Like, I I, I just... Yeah. I, I don't... I know that she's supposed to be seen as gray, and we're not supposed to get her deal. But fuck, like, I can't help but... And maybe it's just because I want her to, quote-unquote, be a good guy. But, mm-hmm. like... I, I feel like, I mean, the only other thing that I can think of is that they steal the gun, haul fucking ass to Polis <laughs> to release them and hope that there's enough of them alive to be an army to go against the Allegiant's crew.
0: Well, but we have that um, that spec thing for episode, I can't remember if it's the next episode or the one, I, th- I think it's 405, where... Um, it says that Octavia, against Clark and Bellamy's advice, wants to travel to Eden. And so I think that, like, there's a trade-off that happens where Clark and Bellamy broker um, Allegis letting them go. Mm-hmm. and it, Or, no, broker with Allegis that they get to keep Eden if they help them get everyone out of the bunker.
1: Which, yeah. But then... I think- but then, but then Octavia's is
0: going to get out and be like be like nope, fuck no, I have this to Moses sh- my people. Exactly. And so that's when shit's going to go down. Um I feel like it, I feel like Octavia is possibly going to be sort of
1: one of the antagonists this season.
2: Um, yeah, and sh- there's probably going to be a lot of rifts like I feel like maybe Shaw mm-hmm. will break oh, off. Oh, for sure. Do we think he's a red shirt? Wait, so here's the, the thing. Shaw
1: again. Shaw's the pretty one, the pretty prisoner. Oh,
2: that's Zeke. Zeke. Yeah,
1: Zeke. Zeke. Yeah. It's Zeke, Zeke Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Lieutenant. Lieutenant oh, okay, okay, okay. Zeke Shaw. Yeah. Which can we just talk about the like the bit of exposition that we got? But it was actually really well done. Um, with. Uh, him calling out Dioza for not being a fucking thoracic surgeon. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm a Navy, you know, she's a Navy SEAL. And she rose up against mm-hmm. a fascist American government, which is a little bit haunting and probably a little bit of a nod <laughs> well, from actually, the writers. Well, though,
0: I, I didn't take that. I didn't take it as like, it was definitely a fascist government that like, like it, it's one of those things where it's, it, is it in, what's it called? Uh, what's the narrator thing that in, not, in situ? Trust, not trustworthy narrator. Oh, unreliable narrator! Unreliable narrator, where it's like um, someone well, it saying it is a the fascist government, thing. but is it is it a fascist government or is this yeah. just like PETA? Like
2: or is she full of shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, So you don't. That's the part where I was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah.
2: What's going on. Here's the thing: all these characters, like the like Lieutenant Shaw, quote unquote voice of reason, quote unquote good cop. Like, I don't know, should we care about him? I don't know how much we're supposed to care about all these characters.
1: I think we're supposed to definitely care about the main three prisoners. Mm. Um, I think I think McCreary's going to die by the end of the season. Um, I think odds are Dioza will probably die. And it's up in the air whether or not maybe Shaw will... Do you think, well, no... Either we- sort of have a flirtation with Raven and then die, or he might get picked up for the next season.
0: Honestly, it made me worried that, like, Zeke is actually going to go with Clark <laughs> uh, before I get any of my Clark stuff. Wait, you think uh, that they're going to be together? No. I didn't
1: no, no, catch that vibe Why,
2: why does Zeke have to be with anyone? Because or he's why, pretty. Why
0: because he's pretty. It's okay. been, like, um, teased that something's going to happen between him and someone we know. I think it's oh, going to be Raven. I think that I, that's... I think so. Well, that's, that's like, the... The popular universal guess is that it's Raven. But we have this moment where he's, like, just chatting with Clark and, like, laying down who he is. And Talking a, about like, his Harley, range. which I'm just kind of like, really? Nobody right His Harley. <laughs> which was such a weird motorcycle choice. I mean, motorcycle choice way to age his... His, like, other generation. But, like, literally Harley
1: Davidson right now, not 100 years, not 50 years in the future, has been struggling to capture, like, the non-baby boomer market, and they're still (laughs) failing. And so the fact that they picked a Harley for him to be his baby... It's just really weird I to mean, me. It was a really weird choice. And I know that still it was
0: fifty years for Harley to come out For Harley to, to get their shit together. Well, it's ever fashion and coolness is cyclical. You know? I see. I see. And so you don't you don't mm-hmm. know in fifty years what's cool. Like when I was what grade was it? Um Remember when mom jeans were mom jeans, but now everyone's wearing mom jeans? Yeah, I'm still like, fucking this? against
1: them. I am so against mom jeans and high-rise shorts. They're ugly. I don't understand how, how they made a comeback.
0: Booty high-rise shorts, they're diapers. Call they're diapers. It like it they give you flat butt. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. I'm against it. Anyway, sorry. We went on a little a little tangent. Um, <laughs> what the fuck
0: were we talking about? Oh my god, oh. we... Joe, we could do a, a podcast at Coachella where we just, like, rail on what people are wearing.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could I could be into that. Um, in terms of, let's see. So after this point, maybe we'll talk about Clark getting captured, and then we'll jump ahead uh, and scroll down to, to Space Crew for a bit before we come back, because, you know, these stories kind of took took place in parallel. Um, mm-hmm. Shaheen, you actually have a note that said, did Clark want to get caught by Allegis to check yeah. out their camp?
2: Was that a planned mm-hmm. thing, or no. do you think...
0: I think it was lead them away from Maddie. It was, she baby birded them. So one of my favorite memories as a kid was going um, to vacation to Kansas, weirdly enough. Oh,
1: now I get your baby bird thing. I thought you meant that Clark chewed up and spit food into Maddie's mouth. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? But now I know what you're talking about. Go ahead, continue.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I was in the wilderness, not in suburbia where nothing happens and you learn (laughs) nothing about nature. Um, about where, uh, apart from where you, s- you store your, like, contraband, um, from your parents,
2: uh, <laughs> and, and so, w-
0: while we were, like, out on some, like, hill with my great uncle, um, who was, like, showing us, like, his property, which was acres and acres and acres of land. Anyways, we came across this, um, this scissor-tailed something-something, and it was, like, limping, and I was like, oh, my God, this poor bird is hurt. And I was, like, you know, on the verge of tears um, because I was a sensitive child, apparently. Um, and <laughs> What happened? I have no idea. <laughs> um,
2: Not so much so, into hard numbers.
0: Yeah, right? So my my uncle, great uncle, is like, um, see, what this this broad is doing right here is, um, and then he goes and he's like, He's like, there's a nest nearby. Her nest is nearby. She's pretending to be hurt to lead us away so that we don't find her nest. And so he, like, ignored the bird, found the nest with the babies. Did it blow and, your like, mind? It, yeah, totally. And so that's exactly what Clark did. She Except she was actually babies. hurt.
1: She was not pretending to be hurt. Clark was bleeding. And I was like, fuck, is she going to die too, like Jaha? Like, it was totally the same thing of
0: like, oh, oh it's just don't mind the blood in my... <laughs> totally. But, like, it's the same where she, like, stowed the baby... And then went elsewhere to like lead people away from her, um, which was cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. Speaking of blood, uh huh. Um, did you hear the little thing about how yes. there was yes. blood on *Allegiance* three?
0: Yes, this show what has given heck? us so many numbers. And is like, that,
2: is that a throwaway line no? I that, no. here's here's my prediction,
1: and this is in my like down at the bottom. But since we're talking about it now. I think that Shannon Cook's character, because we don't see him until the finale, I think, or like the, you know, towards the very end. I think that he is going to be someone from one of the other Allegiant ships and comes uh-huh. back. Because y- you don't blood? just like be like, oh blood yeah, the- you know, black blood, two sons. And you're like, what? Go <laughs> on. Habitable <laughs> planets.
0: Wait, don't we know of. Isn't that Alpha? There's two suns that we know of in some galaxy. Um, Which also means that they
1: went really fucking far. Like, if you're going to... Like, did they, they, like, solve space travel? Like, I mean, I get that they have cryosleep, but getting to another, like, solar system, I feel like you have to be going pretty quick.
0: Yeah, no, it's because they had... They have a hundred years, which obviously it took them X amount of years to get wherever the hell they went, and then however many years that they hung out there, and yeah. then the trip back. So,
2: well, it's I, it, a maximum it is of like fifty imp- years, right? So,
0: yeah,
1: maximum of fifty years, but you know, in you know, probably a little bit less. But you know, again, we have fucking no idea like no
0: idea yeah we don't know the speed of which they were traveling so we have it's impossible yeah to guess where they went although like 50 years of technology between now and 50 years from now well except that everyone was
1: stuck in space so how much was technology even advancing
0: no well no people were stuck in space 50 years from now though right so they still have those 50 years to come up with
2: kind of interesting to me so uh, speaking of the the fuel thing or how fast they were going. They had Yeah, let's get into fuels. space crew. Yeah, so like, okay, is that fuel, the fuel difference and they having laser com, Schmeans, whatever, is that is that meant to imply that the Eligius ship was more high tech than the Ark?
0: I think so. I didn't think so. I think that what it was implying was that um, the Ark is just a shell of what it was before. Well, and that it didn't need to travel, like so it's possible. Did you also say I yeah.
2: don't think so, Joe?
1: Well, I think it. I think they. I think it. It has like they're probably similar, but had different needs. Um, so I think that, that fuel. First of all, like I think that the fuel is going to come back um, because you don't have a bunch of fucking explosive fuel again. Like the show, oh. like makes little mentions of things, but
0: like. And they kept like zooming in, they they zoomed in on the hydrazine, Mm -hmm. and I was like, what are we doing here? What is like, there's some kind of, I I don't know what they're trying to say. (laughs) And and at the same time, though, they zoomed in on Nila's um, uh, little lantern that Octavia gave her, and that didn't turn out out to be anything. So, like, it's (laughs) impossible to tell what these guys are (laughs) fucking with us. Um, let's,
1: let's talk about space crew. Um, and then we'll get, you know, we'll talk about some fuel stuff and cryo sleep and all of that jazz. Um, yeah. Amori
0: piloting the ship, slightly failing piloting the ship. I Um, love her so much. (laughs) Like she's just so precious.
2: Yeah. I liked her little journey and struggle.
0: Yeah. Well, I was, I was trying to, I was her whole like failing the first time around. Was that just a self contained story, um, in terms of her landing afterwards? Because I felt like I don't know if that was trying to tell us more about like something down the road or No, I if think it was, it was just, just like about she fucked that. up
1: the first time and she was probably, excuse me, pretty nervous about the second time and she nailed mm-hmm. it the second time. Like I, I, I didn't read too much into it, but I could also always be wrong.
0: I mean, maybe it's about second chances. Oh, oh wow. That's deep bubs. So deep, so deep.
2: Well, <laughs> um, uh, Harper talks about said. this.
1: What's that? Shahang?
2: Harper, Harper has this conversation with mm. uh, Amori where she's like, "She
1: does." I forgot about that. Talks about
2: second chances. Yeah.
1: So maybe. Um, yeah. Did you guys notice uh, the music that was playing during the like piloting like into scene? It totally yeah. felt like one of those like eighties video game movies. Like, <laughs> I where, kept like, thinking Stranger Things. Totally, which is eighties homage. Yep, yep. So I, I appreciated that little detail of like like playing, you know, Galaga or whatever. Um,
2: Are we branching out into eighties movies now?
1: Oh, we can.
2: For reference, we like this. <laughs> this is
1: the eighties theme. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the
2: whole thing is what my well actually that the, whole, the piloting
1: space thing. Yeah. Do you want to? It just
2: d- doesn't seem right. But well, we, of course, I it mean, doesn't. we can. We, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like we're spoiled with The Expanse, who tries so hard to have accuracy. Like, apparently, I haven't watched the latest episode, but, like, apparently the um they used actual new footage and, of Jupiter, and they rendered it for the show. And, you know, so they're using, like, actual fucking science, and then this, oh. it's just, like... That oh, cool. is yeah. so cool.
2: No, I mean, look, and none of this is accurate. Like, even what you see on The Expanse is pretty fucking ridiculous. Like, there's <laughs> no space travel with, that you can just, like, just go there, land, do your thing, hop back on, <laughs> and then go back. <laughs> well, like, it's this predicated is what,
0: on on technology that we don't have.
2: Right. That's, <laughs> that's like, what Elon Musk is working on right now. Is like but The Expanse is
0: especially able- schmiancy. Did you guys see my not tweet the expense, about Elon Musk? Uh, Wait, what? Did you guys see my tweet about Elon Musk? Because no. it was a really hilarious moment for me at work. Um, where, so my coworker, we like work really well together. Like we we balance. We're like the Clark and Bellamy. We like balance each other out. Are you and trying so, to bang her? No, definitely not. So, um,
1: so you're admitting that Bellark is platonic?
0: No, I, I'm I'm like framing it as people who don't <laughs> believe in romantic Bellark would frame it. Um, so,
1: so you're, you're speaking my love language, Bubs.
0: Basically, okay. So, um, so, um, sh- she was like, "Oh my God, Grimes is dating Elon Musk." Who's and I was like, "Who is that?" And she goes, "Oh, Elon Musk is like this, like, um, he's like this." Guy. And I was just like, "No, who's the other person? Obviously, I know who Elon Musk is. Who doesn't know who Elon Musk is?" And it was like this moment where I was like, I like, you I think you know someone. On, on being like someone who like freeds a little bit, like, you know, but like, I thought everyone knew who Elon Musk, anyways. It was Ooh. just like. Okay, but who's okay. Grimes? I still don't know. <laughs> I, a singer. She like sings stuff, apparently. Her? Her? I like literally have no idea who the fuck. No idea. No, no idea. No idea. But like, Trying to explain like Grimes is not more famous than Elon Musk. (laughs) I was just
1: you need to seriously reconsider your Balark friendship with with your friend.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying. We Uh, seasoned 3A a lot today. Oh wow. 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 Um (laughs) let's talk about some
1: some character moments uh in with space crew because I feel like we got got, Monty and Monty (laughs) and Murphy. We got babies being babies and Echo, like, being kind of an older sister to them and, like, telling them to knock their
0: shit off. Oh, totally. Like, what? how did I describe her? I, like, wrote this down. Um, I, oh, she's the, um, she's, like, the muscle. She's, like, the awkward thugginess. And, like, when I was, like, writing this, I was, like, oh, that was the first time that I understood, like, when you talk about how Echo reminds you of Lexa in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like I finally made that connection by like her like awkward thugginess, whereas she's kind of like <laughs> I'm here to like fight to protect people, and people are talking, and I don't know what that means, you know. <laughs> um, it's like the the, and I was like, oh, she's confused, Lexa. <laughs> Echo was totally confused, Lexa, but like yeah, the like puns. 250 horsepower. <laughs> I have 300 horses. <laughs> Well, so I, I liked the moment that they came
1: off the ship and Echo unsheaths her sword and everyone kind of looks at her and she's like, whoa, we don't know who the fuck is on there. And we're like, okay, that's, the, you know, like Echo repeatedly throughout the this episode, especially like had moments of being like, you guys aren't thinking like warriors. Like, let me, let me be yeah, the protector. She's like, and is so, what is wrong
0: with you guys? Hello?
1: So she like <laughs> unsheathes her sword and then it turns out, good fucking idea, you actually needed that sword, Echo. Like it was- Oh,
0: totally. But yeah. I, I do think that this is trying to tell... So, when they were landing and um, they were talking about, is this empty or not? And Echo was like, if it wasn't empty, we would have fired on already. And, like, I... Like, to me, that's a big foreshadow for, like, how things are going to go on the ground. Because if you think about it, like, the, the closest we have to that um, comparison is when Sky Crew um, delinquents landed on the ground. Um, they didn't want to fire on anybody. Like, well, no, I guess if you think about the reverse way, Grounders did, like, spear one of them. Um, eh. But, like, I, I don't think Sky Crew didn't come into it being like, we're going to shoot everybody on sight because, you know, it's not really the mentality because they've been so isolated. They've never had, like, they've always been the apex predator. Yeah. So they don't have the mentality of, like, the Pray. killer be killed. Um, And so... The fact that Echo, that's so ingrained in her. Um, was really fucking useful. It was fucking useful, but I do think that it's like the test for who Echo is now will be who she is when she's back on the ground. And like yeah. I think that's going to tell us how her story going to go. I don't think she dies this season. Yay. But. Look at you, bubs.
2: <laughs> look at you. Warming off to Echo.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well so so Shaheen, you have a note that says, um, what did she mean when she said Glad the old Murphy's back? Like what was what was confusing about that for you?
2: So what is where's Murph uh where has Murphy been? What is I don't understand what they mean when they say that. Like it's he 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 not has been abs- making jokes? For a I while? think so. What?
1: He and he hasn't been around.
0: Dropped the group. And I think they said that he, well, Monty was saying, well, everybody was helping, pitching in, you know, doing whatever needed to be done. Murphy was just like, nope.
2: Right. Mm-mm. I got that. But so B, so, the old Mur- Murphy is back, is like physically back? Is that what you mean?
0: Physically back and then also well, feeling sassy again, I think. I, I think if like, if you're not helping with the work and you're just kind of like in your own self-misery, you're not really joking or anything, and you don't really have the license to joke with anybody because you're not helping or contributing. Um, so I think that him being in the mix and him, like, they're pushing some giant-ass heavy, I'm assuming, um, hydrazine, and so he's helping. He gets to speak again, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then And then they find the cryo- thing which again I'm actually sort of glad that we saw that at the beginning because we didn't mm-hmm. know if that was going to be a beginning or an end thing but mm-hmm. I also think that it was I feel like that we got a lot of little Chekhov bits uh, in this episode like you know we saw we saw the, the, the blaster gun um, mm-hmm. they mentioned the different fuels uh, we got to see the cryopods like I wonder if you know the cryopods with uh, Raven saying that they you know you can potentially stay in them forever um, mm-hmm. Makes me really think that we might maybe get off planet next Hi. season.
0: Go somewhere Alpha Centauri, mm-hmm. here we
1: come! Like, oh, did you look up what what the du- what the dual suns are?
0: No, no, that's just like a known Goldilocks. Oh, nearby, nearish. I think it's the closest Goldilocks. Is it the cl- I don't know. I should look it up. Um, did you guys notice
1: like so? there seemed to be a lot of sort of banter that happened, especially with like Raven and Bellamy. Like Raven was looking up something on the computer and they're kind of (laughs) bickering back and forth. And then before Bellamy even says anything, like Raven said something and then Bellamy didn't even say anything. And then she was like, shut up. I'm actually, you know, like, hold on. I found something. And Mm -hmm. like that to me felt like such an authentic moment of two people who know each other super well that you can be like bickering, 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 we're fighting back and oh, forth. Yeah. Shut, shut up, some you know, something th- something's happened. Totally. Even if the other one hasn't even said anything.
0: Totally. And I think that like I was not convinced in 501. Um, it didn't feel like I could see the hints of like what was go like th- the hints of feeling for what was going on with space crew, but it was not it did not sell it to me completely. Um, but I think this episode felt feel way like, more natural sealed the deal. Yes. It, it just, it, yeah, it portrayed them in a way that I like understood and then could like connect with. Um, and like, I think that scene is a great example of that. Um, and that like, but I, a lot of it, I think a lot of it was trying to tell this, st- like, so they thought that the people who were on the ground were the descendants of, yeah. um, uh, Correctional, what? what like, how, how do you call it, like people who Penal? did really bad shit? Oh, um, um <laughs>
1: maximum, security? yeah, maximum
0: security prisoners. So, like, they thought that they were the descendants. Um, and so it's so, like her joking with Bellamy, being like, "Well, how many PhDs did your grandpappy have?" <laughs> He's like, four she's like, "How many do you have?" Like, see, who our like <laughs> ancestors are mean nothing about who we are. Yeah, um, was adorable. Um, but also, Bellamy's smart. Okay. And I, I, I and love that is, moment to thing. like solidify his like <laughs> genealogy of smartness. He's
2: 116 smart. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but they're all astronauts. That's like, that's always, I've always well. stood by that like, they're all astronauts. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what is your well? Like, it's. Well.
2: Wait, what? I mean,
0: astronauts are like the people kind of who have been society. in space. I mean...
2: Astronauts are smart?
0: Yeah. I, I You guess. know, it's very hard to become an astronaut. You have to be picked. Yeah, but they
1: were not picked. You have picked. to be they super born, amazing. They were born in space, pick. if you remember Bellamy's voiceover from many seasons ago. We yeah, were born in space. Yeah, but if in you in go space. by
0: genetics and mm. the deviation between genetics, like the, the apple does actually not fall far from the tree. It's <laughs> it's a real thing.
2: But what's the average IQ of astronauts?
0: What's
1: the average IQ of astronauts? Yeah. Is that a known, a known thing?
2: Uh, I mean, look um, it up. It's something you can look up. It says All right, well, between 130
0: and 144. So? <laughs> With a
2: mean of 136.
1: Okay, so smart. Smart. Ah, yeah, that's, that's pretty like,
2: smart. Um, yeah. What's the average IQ of, of physicists?
1: Oh, you're looking up your people?
2: <laughs> My people. Your people. Um, yeah, it's about the same, I think, so.
1: So why aren't you an astronaut, Different? Shaheen? Uh,
2: because it sucks. It's really hard. It, like, Dude, you know,
1: have you ever had astronaut ice cream? It's delicious.
2: You throw up your guts every day, and it's, it's not fun.
1: All right, coming back into this shit show, uh, let's talk about, because I want to talk about it, um, the shit that we kind of learned about the prisoners via space crew with, um, the door was busted in, there was a takeover, the captain, um... Op, uh, what was it? Um, Order eleven. But most importantly, chapter eleven. <laughs> most importantly, I want to talk about weaponizing the fucking cargo. What does that mean? That means aliens, dude. That means proto molecule. That means I don't know.
0: And then the also Shannon
1: molecule. The Shannon molecule also related. So giant, you have a note about this, Shaheen. The giant, really strong dude who woke up from cryo sleep. Are we expected to believe that he is just a giant, angry, strong dude? Or is he a giant, angry, strong dude super soldier who can withstand, like, stabbings? He
2: was definitely... Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 no. you go first. I'll I'll do my part next.
2: Oh, I was just going to say that um, it was definitely emphasized that he was fucking hella strong. Like, he, he got... Okay, so Echo... Just Echo alone, she cut him on the neck. She cut his neck, and then she stabbed him right through the, his stomach or, or some, like, In yeah. the torso. Yeah, in the torso, and then he was, like, choked, and he there was a, a, a lot happened to him. Was he, like, hit on the head a bunch of times?
1: So is he a super soldier? Is that... <sighs> And like
2: he just didn't die. And, and like the captain's to note
1: die. to to like that Dioza cannot take over the ship and weaponize the cargo. Like what the fuck? Like that was definitely
0: something that we needed to well, pay is attention to. the cargo to.
2: just the sleepers?
0: No. I don't. Because ostensibly they went off with the car with the sleepers. So it has to be something else. And, like, part of me wonders if the
1: Order 11, because I took some screenshots of of the few prisoners that we saw on the screen, like, that Bellamy was, when he was scrolling through, going, like, murder, murder. Like, a nice little moment of levity. Um, <laughs> but all of them had their sentences listed as unknown, which I want to know if maybe the prisoners found out that they were basically infinite indentured servants, and that's why they revolted, or... You know, like, why wouldn't the Allegius Corporation know about the length of their sentence?
0: I think it means that. So, the whole point of them going off was to, like, mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, when you mine, you're obviously picking up cargo. And so, I think that in picking up cargo, at some point, it's a trade for who, for space on the ship. So I think it, to me, I think it was about trading human space for cargo space. Interesting.
1: Do you have any thoughts, Shaheen, or is this just my own bullshit?
2: Sorry, so can you explain for me and, uh, and listeners who don't <laughs> know what Order 11 is? We don't know. It what was, did, when did this come up?
1: So this happened when Bellamy and the, when they were watching the captain's log. Mm-hmm. And it was the last, you know, like the last log that they have. And it was during the, the, the takeover of the bridge. And he was like, the prisoners found out about Order 11.
0: Yeah. It was the uprising playback.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Like, they didn't mention what it was. And so yeah. my, my thought is that Order 11 is them finding out that maybe they are trapped indefinitely on this ship. Um, but whatever the cargo is that's that's what I'm what I'm confused about because you yeah know.
2: so order 11 is probably something like to eliminate them to get rid of them or something like that. Monty mentioned something about them feeling like they were disposable um, anyway um, but the cargo I feel like the cargo could be so okay do we think when do we think these people went to sleep because the cargo could just be if they were already, in cryo, the cargo could just be them.
1: I well, when but the saying, ship was
2: taken over. But like they're saying
1: like they can't. She can't go back to Earth and weaponize the cargo. But like she's already weaponized them as she's taking over the ship. So I don't think that that's what they meant.
2: Hmm. And then could it be the hydrazine? Could it be the fuel? Or
1: the the whatever their fuel is that they were.
0: Yeah. I well, I'm I'm here where I sit with you, Joe, in that like if you think about weaponize, um, if the entire world was still viable with mm-hmm. um, all the governments there to play, right? Because they um, didn't know
1: that the world had ended.
0: Yeah. So weaponizing the cargo hold, like, what are you gonna do? Like shoot down a Walmart? Like there's only so much damage you can infli- inflict. That's why I
1: think, like, not to be whatever, uh, like, if yeah. we go from The Expanse, they were weaponizing, sorry, spoilers for listeners who also watch The Expanse and aren't in any way caught up. They but were the, weaponizing
0: they, blue shit.
1: Yeah, they were weaponizing a protomolecule and basically, like, it. you know, turning them, trying to figure out a way to merge this sort of, like, Space molecule that can do theoretically anything with human like DNA and turning it into a stem weapon. Stem cell, exactly. And so, you know, I think that that kind of level of quote unquote alienness in sci-fi, and not to be whatever, that is totally the whole fucking thing of the original Alien movie. Was it turns out that this group of space travelers was sent to that planet on purpose in order to try and pick up one of the aliens, in order to try and weaponize it. So, I'm just saying, I'm still on my alien bullshit. And I I don't... Okay.
0: I'm on this ship, too. Yay! Thanks. Have I convinced
1: (laughs) you yet, Shaheen?
2: Um... I haven't seen Aliens.
1: What about the first one?
2: But I, I still feel like this cargo thing... You're maybe getting too excited about.
1: God damn it, Shaheen! I swear, <laughs> <to> God. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, we have a note about. Well, let's actually talk about the because Har- we really don't get to talk about Harper very much, um, and that's why she's on my death watch. Um, but but they, but she and Amori had a nice little a nice little moment. Um, did anyone? Yeah, I feel like catch feels.
2: There was a lot of yeah. <clears throat> there was a lot of little Amori and Murphy exchange um, throughout the episode sprinkled in the story. So there was like uh, Murphy and Amori talking to each other and then there was Murphy talking to Monty and Amori talking to Harper. And I feel like the conversations between Murphy and Amori were actually kind of general bickering mostly and kind of, I don't know, just like humiliating each other um and i feel like the conversations where they they were pulled aside by you know or Emory and harper were talking mm-hmm. or the little the little quarrel that the, uh that murphy and monty had there were actually more helpful um for understanding what happened with Emory and murphy And so, but it's interesting because we get different versions of it. Because Harper says, well, Amori says to Harper that uh, she kicked John out because he didn't do anything to help them. Mm -hmm. Whereas when Monty and Murphy are talking, Monty says, uh, Monty makes it sound like um, that Murphy pulled himself away because he didn't like that Amori was becoming so useful that she had this new skill and she learned tech and whatever. And that Well, I think it's
0: she didn't belong to him anymore in the sense that like it was them against the world for mm-hmm. their whole relationship.
2: Well but but it's interesting that we get this different like Amori says I kicked him out and then in the other conversation it sounds like Murphy just took off or broke up. So but that's inter- that's fine because like this always happens
1: like with a breakup the, like with there's... a breakup
2: yeah it's always like Oh, for sure it's different somewhere in the perspectives middle. on what happened I'm just pleasantly surprised that the show has these layers of where, where you <laughs> hear different conversations it's not just all the same script
0: mm-hmm. you hear the
2: different versions of what happened but something about Amori learned tech and that made things different because now amori is not that helpless. Frick Drayna, whatever, you know, the, mm-hmm. um, the well, and I mu- think it's, mutated person it's, who is. She a- went outcast. to college
1: and Murphy is still in high school.
2: Yeah. Like, she knows tech.
1: Like, it's, you know, oh, mm-hmm. we'll still stay together. Like, you know, I'm only a couple of hours away. And then, you know, it turns out that college is super really fucking cool. And. And Amory should have been fucking Bellamy. <laughs> <laughs> or Raven, like, I mean, I know that, you know, an interview All three came out of them, that was really. talking about, you know, Raven, you know, in theory didn't have space sex because she, like, felt guilty about, like, them coming up to space and not getting them home. And I'm just like, you know what? Bitch still has needs, though. Like, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Although I appreciate that um, explanation because before that I was just like, what is going it's on? Like, it
1: was a God, crime. How does that make
0: sense? Like, it doesn't. Like, everyone should have broken up to, like, be with Raven. Right. <laughs>
1: like damn, I'm just saying. Um, so we so we had that little conversation, but but I, I do feel like it. And Selena noted this in in her in her review, which was actually just really fantastic. Like I read it and so I was good. like, "Are you in my brain, Selena?" Like Jesus. <laughs> um, but that Harper really hasn't done much this season, and like most of her conversations have spectacularly failed the Bechdel test. Um, and so I I've put her pretty high on my death watch. What do you guys think?
0: Hmm. Um, I mean, I, I hope she doesn't go. I, I feel like I would love like one season for Harper to find her niche. Um, but yeah, I think that she is a candidate for the chopping block. Because we need something that's going to like hurt us. Although we're, we had Jaha, which hurt. Jaha hurt. Jaha really did yeah. hurt. Yeah. And let me just say, because I'm not sure that it was said before, Jaha has single-handedly saved more people than any other character on the entire show. And I just, like, I get, I'm so confused when I see people on Twitter who are like, oh, finally, Jaha's the worst. Like, I'm just like, uh, is he super like, well, no. No, definitely not. But he saved more people than anyone else. Like, how, you have to at least acknowledge that. And you can still think he's the worst, but he's the worst that's safe everybody. There yeah, would, no. I mean There would be no human race without Jaha right now.
1: They they hate Jaha because he's smug and difficult and did the whole City of
0: Light thing. Like that's uh, he he was um he went looking for the City of Light. That was his own. and like is that really a crime to go looking for it? Once he took the chip, like he is inculpable. Like he is just as Innocent, as anyone else who took the job. So, yes.
1: poor one out for Jaha. Possibly Harper's gonna die. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Can we talk a little bit about the sort of um, little democracy powwow that we got um, when they were trying to decide whether or not to kill yet another fucking 300 people? And you actually have a note in here, Shaheen, about why is it always 300?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it's always been since season Like, is season it just one. a joke so now? drop ship, Dropship Fire, Ton, D.C., Mount Washington, Mount Washington. Weather. Mount Weather? Mount Weather. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 Go the, the, back, girl, back to theater. your stoner
1: cave, Shaheen.
2: Oh, man. The <laughs> <laughs> the massacre thing, Pike Massacre, and then the, the cryo-sleepers. Now, to be fair, it's not always exactly, that, exactly 300 people. But it's pretty so close. That's good. It's 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 a number. It's a it's a non-round number. Like this time it was two hundred eighty-three or something, but mm-hmm. it's pretty close to three hundred always. Mm-hmm. And mountain weather was closer to four hundred, but it was like three hundred eighty or something or something. And what so was Tan D.C.? The, Tan D.C. was like two hundred seventy-five, I think, mm-hmm. something like
1: that. So, but 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 it's you know pretty consistently within.
2: Yeah, within that, that range. neighborhood. I feel like it's a good number to be like, oh, shit, that's a lot of people. But not um, so
1: many that you're like, that's an incomprehensible number of people.
2: And also that, like, it's beyond your budget to show that many people. <laughs> so, yeah. well, like, like, 100 people is like, eh, all right, we'll kill the 100 people. But, like, 300 is like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's well not, I, I
1: wonder if at this <laughs> point when they were writing how many cryo sleepers that they actually need if they were like three hundred like if it's like like a little joke now in in the writer's room and every time it's just gonna be three hundred
2: yeah yeah I don't know
1: so so the um so the little the little powwow like we got kind of a little bit more of sort of, we got kind of a mirror of 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 a discussion that we that we had um on our rewatch pod, which was who, who did Bellamy's vote decide the water reclamation in season four? And in this, we actually kind of see an, another, you know, the very similar power dynamic where he is the decider, but he takes,
0: gives everybody a voice.
1: Yeah. And like then makes the final decision.
2: It was interesting to me that he wanted specifically to know Murphy's opinions He was like, I want to know. I know. I don't think he wanted to know Murphy's
0: opinion. I think he wanted Murphy to think that he wanted his opinion because it's part of what he thinks would integrate Murphy. Mm.
2: So, but then again, Murphy, you know, sympathy, fake respect.
0: It's um, just making you feel included. I mean, that's how I took it. At least I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, but also, you know, you're going to ask the survivor like what what the best move is and murphy is their survivor but I, I did think like Mike
0: bellamy knows what the survivor move is um
1: i think it was it was him like trying to like help murphy yeah, yeah like feel exactly
0: needed.
1: um but i did really like echo once again being the sort of strategist um, yes
0: but again like i think that we should like there's a lot of merit to um her stance and we've seen it before and how effective it is um but I think that like we should be prepared that the show is also putting a flag in the ruthlessness and what that means moving forward on the ground
1: oh interesting so you think that the show focusing on echo being like kill them is is gonna come back
0: of course, because it's not just that. It's um, when they were docking, her being like, "If there was anyone there, they would have shot us already." She she is very convinced that this is. Um, she, I honestly like. There's much more. She is much more on Clark's level right now. I was than gonna say, else.
1: yeah. Like, do you um, think that this is gonna be an alliance that happens with Echo and Clark on the ground?
0: I, I, I think that, like, I I, I would say yes. I think that how Octavia is going to play into it is the wild card. Um, Because obviously we know that there's going to be strife between Octavia and Echo. Um, And I don't know where Clark is going to fall with Octavia. Like, is it going to be
1: Bellamy and, like, automatically siding with Octavia? And
0: I, I don't think so, because, I mean... It's really hard for me as a bullarker because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to think of everything objectively, but like uh, when you ship and you have all the feels, like I will never like, (laughs) I will never say that like you go into it objectively. (laughs) Um, and it's, it kind of Don't worry, We'll get to your bullark
1: in a minute. We'll we'll Well, get to your bullark in a few.
0: It's just like when I try to think about it, like, so Bellamy, I do not know what stance he's going to take. All I know is that It's supposed to be a super, like, rocky road for Blarkers most of the way through to the end.
1: Which makes me think that he might side with with Octavia out of, sort of, duty.
0: Yes, but, like, I don't know how... Like, right now, I don't know how that conflicts with Clark and Maddie. Because right now, it seems to me that they would have in-line goals. Um, I mean, it
1: could be that... Octavia and them, you know that that like you said earlier, they make a deal with the Allegis crew that they get the the, you know Eden at, with you know if they help at least dig out, um, bunker crew,
0: mm-hmm. um, because
1: here's the thing, not to be whatever the bunker is still viable once they can get out.
0: Yeah, well that's my so okay the the crop um what's it called when you the um issue? rotation the, crop yeah. rotation where. They just need to replace the soil that has, like, more minerals than what mm-hmm. they have down there right now. Yes. Just it should some still soil be somewhat, Eden. like, yeah. 1,200 people should still be able to sustain themselves with um, refreshed soil. That could just be, like, a, a deal that they have between Eden and themselves. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, this is like again going back to we have no it's idea. It's not the predictable. Fuck. <laughs> it's really not, and it, it can go either way, um, which I I appreciate so much. And I'm I'm so sad that we actually didn't get to meet Jason Rotherberg at Unity Days because I wish I could have hugged him for like making this thing. <laughs> <laughs> not to be cheesy because that was super cheesy. It was a
1: little cheesy. It was super um,
0: cheesy. Do
1: you guys think? Did you know that Raven was lying when she said there's an escape pod, you idiot?
0: Um, I. No, I didn't know that she was lying, but at the same time, like, duh. What about you, Shaheen?
2: So on rewatch, I, I got the clue, um, because the clue was she made the actual argument first, mm-hmm. and Bellamy was still like, no, I'm not gonna let that happen. And then she made up the thing about escape pod. But yeah, she basically on,
0: said, like, when they come up, I'll go down with them. Versus being right. like, oh, there's an escape pod, so I'm going to stay here. Maybe and when it's ready, I'll, take I'll the hop escape on it. Pod.
2: Right. Yeah. But on first watch, I know. I, I thought she was telling the truth.
1: Yeah. Narrator's voice. She wasn't. <laughs> but it's actually <laughs> she interesting. She wasn't.
0: That's like the, what's it called? Jane the Virgin.
1: Yeah.
2: Sorry, <laughs> go ahead, Shaheen. It's I feel like they put Raven and Murphy in these reserve positions like on the bench uh in the past couple of seasons um maybe that's because they don't they don't want to get rid of the characters but they don't know what exactly to do with I them I think either. they're
0: marinating them together.
2: Mhm. Yeah, so we'll see but they always end up alone in this you know far away place.
0: Um but, well supposedly um zeke has a love interest and we think it's raven so raven yeah. will have
2: i mean it could be next episode it could just be like psych raven's back on J- earth and jk you know they're halfway to they're halfway already to mars which with zeke they're you know uh, honeymoon mm-hmm. on mars <laughs> I this oh, happens go, go on, hunters, on with like, your
1: fanfic shaheen
2: <laughs> yeah i mean it's like let's hop on the pod and go go to earth real quick and I, that's how it rolls
1: I love the moment of, of Murphy, like, sort of last bit teasing of Amori, like, because again, like, they, they hate each other, but at the same time, like, they know that they still loved each other, so him making a joke of, like, you're piloting, so me staying here is the survivor's move, Mm -hmm. um, was just, like, you could see, like, Amori was kind of, like, touched, but also, like, you dick, um, yeah. Kind of a moment, but Murphy's face realizing that he did not make the survivors move, and Raven being so tickled by that was just a beautiful, beautiful. But be- again, like the the hype for this episode was, you're not going to expect how much funny it is, and fuck, it was really fucking funny. Yeah, it's just me. Maybe, maybe no no, no. I,
2: <laughs>
0: I, I thought it was funny. Um, I, I thought the, it was like, hilarious, you guys. Pickets. There's a lot of interaction. Ponza's <laughs> whining. I'm so sorry. Shut up! I gave you everything. Did you give uh, him your love? Yeah, I did. I did. Um,
2: See, it, Bob's is like that, n- like neglective dad who comes. <laughs> and is like, I'm not I Bellamy, you okay? I got all the toys. <laughs> I got you all the food. And it's like, but I just wanted I wanted to play some games with my dad. Dad
1: doesn't have time for like, your bullshit.
0: We played this game where I'm trying to teach Bonsai like the name of his toys. So it's called Elf or <laughs> Alligator. And so I go, okay. I'm I go, which one is Elf? And and then he like looks at me like I'm crazy. And like <laughs> no, which like, one is elf? English. And then and he like he eventually like Puts us pawn one, but like I know it's not that he knows which one it is. He just, he just w- wants you to, like, to shut up. Yeah, basically. Bye <laughs> bye. Shut up.
1: Speaking of absentee fathers, uh, <laughs> let's let's come back to come back down and and get into the reunion, um, and then we'll we'll wrap things up, and you can do some bullark shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are, are you preemptively crying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. So Clark is um, in, you know, telling, telling Dioza, You know, wh- wh- when do you want to know about the time that the world end? Which one? Which was great. Oh my line. god, that was so great. She's like,
2: yeah. "Which
0: time?"
1: And You're like,
2: <laughs> "Which one?" That's and, awesome. and all of
1: us viewers were like, "Oh, you, Clark." Um, but we had we had a, a great tense moment of them like listening, you know, with the radio, and then. Oh, fuck, there's more people. Well, first, let's get to the Maddie introduction, because, you know, I guess I guess that's that's the thing of fanfic dreams. Um,
0: (laughs) What? 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 Yes, that's basically (laughs) how every fanfiction has been going. Since season four. So fill us in
1: with the Balarkness of it. I feel like you should just take, like, this last portion of, of, of the episode and just it's run so with it.
0: It's so cute that you think that's all it is. But it's so, so. Uh, for, as a Balark viewer, this entire episode was, like, centered around the the reveal. So it's, like, from the beginning, we know Clark is alive. Like, so for us, it's not about... It's not so much about space crew getting to the ground. We know they're going to get to the ground. They're space crew. Like, they went to the ship. They're going to get their fuel. They're going to make it to the ground. So, it's about, like, when is Bellamy going to find out Clark is alive? So, from the perspective of a Belarker, I was on the, like, edge of my seat for, like, the entire episode, basically. Because it's like, is is it gonna get broadcast be in this episode. the radio? Is it gonna be? Is, is he gonna? So like that moment where, um, where they find out that their people are being um chased by the Allegiance crew, and uh, we know it's
1: Clark, but he thinks it's we Octavia. We know it's
0: Clark, but he his um his thoughts are Octavia and my my Blake Tavia um heart also saying a little bit when they're like. She's pretty. And he's like, oh, it's Octavia, definitely.
2: <laughs> They're like, um, she's feisty and pretty. And it's like, yeah, that narrows it down or I don't know.
0: Bellamy's like, like, I have like... a scared boner. I have a scared boner. <laughs> um, and so anyway, so like as a Belarca though, you're like, you're like, you know the reunion or not the reunion. You know that like the reveal is happening mm-hmm. at some point, but you don't know how. Because so we didn't a get a reunion. It well, we got a yeah, yeah. It's it's more about like the reveal, and so there's a lot of suspense, and like, how is it going to happen? Is it going to happen over the radio? Is someone going to say something where it's like this blonde bitch with like the red streak, and Bellamy's going to be like, <gasps> you know, I know um, a girl who dyes her hair with <laughs> berries <laughs> when she's depressed. I know, <laughs> I know who she. <laughs> there's like so many different things, and so um, from that perspective, I was just like for a long time trying to figure out when the other shoe would drop so the fact that it played out the way that it did and like you cannot not talk about how so space crew lands and and maury i have to this is not relevant but the little smile when she made it by herself oh it was great oh my i I cried but also
1: like can we i was so happy for her can we talk about like the consistency in echo's um characterization so far in that she was like, "Listen, we don't. We celebrate when Murphy and Raven are back. Like she has decided that space crew are her fucking people. And yeah. like, you don't. Yes, we're glad to be on the ground, but like, we, the celebration happens when all of our people are on the ground. And I thought that that was yes. a really crucial moment for it's, her to it's be a, like, it's a, a leadership
0: wet blanket, which is a very noble role to play.
1: Oh, for sure, because nobody wants. You know, everyone wants to high five and fist pump, but you know, she's like, hey, like, let's not forget. Yeah. Hashtag never forget."
0: <laughs> um, and so <laughs> the hilarious part is, is, um, Maddie coming to their rescue and she looks at them. She's like, Bellamy, nobody else. Hello. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like,
1: did Clark just not tell her or just no.
0: like. I, I, I thought about that for a long time and maybe like, the like, drawings of them were really shitty like she like well, drew
1: a really pretty one of Bellamy and a really pretty one of Lexa and like a really pretty one of some other people of Octavia. <laughs> and then like Monty and Harper and Amori are just like awkward stick figures.
0: They're just they're Picassos. <laughs> they're like um, it was a character there. study. Well no, I think that so we've seen in teaser BTS photos. There's um a big drawing of Bellamy next to um Abby mm-hmm. in in like I don't know if we're ever actually gonna see it or if it was just or like if it was a, just set dressing exactly um but so I do think that like in terms of the story um and for Clark like Bellamy's always played a huge role. Um, And, and again, you don't have to see it as romantic. But, like, like, when push comes to shove, Bellamy
1: is there. You can't deny that Bullark is a crucial fucking pairing of this show.
0: Yes, exactly. And so um, it's just, like, as the Bullarker, yes, it means so much more. Especially, like, when you think about that moment where, um, so, yes, Maddie leads them to Clark. They're in the rover. Not only does Clark, Clark says Maddie no when she sees the roller rover pu- pull up, and then in the car, not a second later, Bellamy's like Maddie no. Um, so they're already in sync, and they don't even know it. Like, um, <laughs> are you crying so, right now? No, I'm not crying. That's rain outside. <laughs> um, and I thought so, it was bonsai. Oh
2: no, that's that's, that's actually it legit. To it to it is something. raining.
1: <laughs> Ooh, Raining lightning. tears for Balark. Oh my god, this is your Balark kiss in the rain. Oh Blark Rain kiss Anal. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> um, um, anyways, so it's just, it's such a dramatic moment. It's such like I Like it was I, over the top, but totally earned. Oh, totally. Like so Clark thinks Maddie's coming, then someone in the passenger seat gets out. Obviously, like the car didn't like turn into a European car in the last five minutes. Like, <laughs> somebody else is there. And so, and so she doesn't know. She, she can't see it because, you know, the, 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 headlights. the headlights are, yeah. And she's and been shock
1: collared repeatedly. Exactly. Which, can we talk about the sexy shock collars? Just, oh, just so make sexy. a note. Just make a we'll note. It back. All
0: right. We'll bring it back in fan fiction because you know, the because you
1: know that. that that is all that is happening right oh, now in fan fiction. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. Go on. So, so then um, he speaks. And and I felt like it was so well done that like the first thing he says like obviously it's Bellamy, but like for Clark who has not seen him for six years I can see like the hesitation to believe it's Bellamy until he says the second line where she's like oh, it is what, Bellamy. What, sorry, what were what were his lines? It was just um I'm I think it was like I'm unarmed and then mm-hmm. something it was it was like what he said was not important. It was that like the first line he said made. Clark think, oh wait, is is it? And then the second line was like, for sure, yes, it's Bellamy. Mm-hmm. And like, um, and it was <laughs> at a moment where she has always been someone who
1: can get out of any situation, yes. and she was at a moment where she could not have, and of she course, that Clark is Clark herself
0: out of it. That was the moment that Bellamy showed up. Yes, it's so dramatic. Like she was at her wit's end. She thought that her her baby girl was trying to save her and was gonna die along with her mm-hmm. but then like it's like the person who was a year late uh, <laughs> but otherwise has always been Shown there up. and made it yeah like Mount Weather like all all these like different moments for her Um, he shows up out of the blue and like and even tells Maddie like get the fuck out of here get the, I'm gonna protect you I can deal with this I'm gonna save your mom no biggie <laughs> And he brings <laughs> out the best dad in the universe mug.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Captain Daddy. Like, Captain why would
0: Daddy? Yes.
1: So, so Shaheen, you're probably not quite so hip to this because it was on it was on Twitter. But basically, that night after showing the mug that said you know Space Dad or whatever, um, Jason Rothberg tweeted that the, that was actually the second mug that they had originally mm-hmm. had a mug that said spa- uh, Captain Daddy, Captain Daddy, Captain mm-hmm. Daddy on it. But, uh, but they were too worried
0: about the memes
1: in the yeah that the memes that would happen, memes. which.
0: Which literally
1: just meant that that's all that happened was memes still happened. Because, of course, with the name, like, Captain Daddy.
0: I mean, you
1: can't look like Bellamy and not be a daddy. I mean, Captain Daddy. So, anyway, so Captain Daddy, I refuse to, you know, call him anything else now, um, brings out the mug. I actually thought it was, like, a button or a radio in the first watching, and then I rewatched and was like, oh, I'm blind. It was the mug.
0: (laughs) It was perfect, yeah. Um... But, like, that, so the thing is, like, that moment where, so Clark realizes it's him, and you see the, like, the shock, and, like, just, it's, like, shocking, of course, and then when he gives his plan, because he didn't just, like, storm in there, like, all heart, the way Bellamy normally would, like, the way he did in season three, where he's, like, I'm gonna dress like a grounder and go across, like, the Saskatchewan army, which, don't no one do that. That's like swimming in a great white tank, um, but he did it, and um, he almost Roan almost stabbed him through the throat. <laughs> Yay! And so this is a moment where he came in like um, guns blazing, but it wasn't just like an emotional unplanned um, entrance. He already had his collateral. Mm-hmm. He already like you know he had a plan, and this is this is speaking to the Bellamy that Clark forced to happen by mm-hmm. quote unquote dying. Use your fucking head. Yeah.
1: Um. One thing, and you know, like getting to the most bulark moment of it all, you know, the the line she is.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine.
1: <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> yes, absolutely, totally earned with that. He she is that important to him, but. Also, given the Bellamy that we know, I I feel like he would have said the same thing about Raven. I
0: I, I don't... So, yes and no. I think that he would want to save anybody in his crew, and he would go a very great distance to do that. Mm -hmm. I think the difference is in what he actually says. I think that... So... He should not. Also, it was tactically
1: stupid yes, for him exactly. to say that. He you fucking not, idiot.
0: <laughs> he did not say that for them. He said that for her because mm. she she sacrificed herself for them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, had it been anyone else, he would have kept his head and been like, "We do what we do for our people," you know. Like everyone's the same.
1: Yeah. This is but what we're now, doing. but he gave up his like leverage. In he, a way,
0: well, yeah, and and I think it had everything to do with like the surprise and being who she was, and like you can still think of it platonically, but like I I don't think like I as much as I think that Bellamy will move heaven and earth for the people he cares about. I still think that Clark is special. Um, I, yeah, yeah.
1: Do you do you have any Bellark thoughts, <laughs>
2: Um, I had a thought about the reunion scene with um, with maddie or uh-huh. just before that and that could be a segue into our well actually yeah yeah
1: perfect
2: yeah because we actually did both of our both of my will actually so so we
1: have we have one more
2: yeah so maybe this can be my will actually okay so okay so <clears throat> the whole prime fire thing like prime fire one and prime fire two doesn't add up and you know this could have I mean I I could have said this Shaheen before, well actually
1: like, is prime fire
2: yeah so here's the thing it's like okay so the first prime fire when Ali launched the bombs that one they thought that it was they thought that it was gonna take them possibly 200 years before the earth is habitable again and when they sent the hundred down, it had been almost 100 years, and that was kind of a desperate move to, you know, see if um, if it is survivable or not. Uh, and so they weren't sure if after 100 years it was still survivable. And then this one, the second one, presumably this is worse, right? This is stronger. I mean, they mm-hmm. said explicitly that this is a stronger one. Um, and... And then also, you know, um, we've we see how you know in terms of its impact. Apparently, it wiped out everything. And then they said that it only takes five years to survive it. To to like for it to become survivable again, mm-hmm. that just doesn't make sense. And you can see it in this in this scene where they're like, they come back to Earth and they're like, it's quiet, but you can still hear the insects you can hear the crickets and before right before prime fire two jasper and bellamy when they went out they uh jasper was like look how quiet it is there are no insects um there are no crickets and it was really quiet Uh, like that that familiar night sound with all the crickets and whatever wasn't there so within five years that all came back um so that that just doesn't make sense. It, shouldn't it shouldn't make should be super though. quiet. I mean, given that it's, it's most of the it's earth evolutionary
0: desert. biology, you have um, very directed natural selection. Um, uh, it's like with industrialization in Europe, when moths turn from white to black um, uh-huh. based on just survival, um, you have insects that could withstand it. Um,
1: and
0: yeah, and so maybe, maybe only a few survived, and so you didn't really hear anything, but once, once you get past, like, the, the big killing, um, they don't really have a lot of natural predators, and so even if only 5% of the population survived, They also um, reproduce really quickly. Very quickly, so... Same with same with mice. Like if mice, if any mice made it, um, very fast reproducers. So,
1: so Clark and Maddie should be eating a
2: lot of mice.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. little mice kebabs.
2: Anyway, the whole thing yeah. with the like how strong, how powerful the two prime fire were doesn't add up. Is what I'm trying to say.
1: I'm I'm sorry. Yes, it's 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 <laughs> and that's that's actually my well. Actually, is just. Shh, let the shmayants wash over you, because it, yeah, like this is definitely a show where you cannot get too held up in in the reality of it. Um, which, for better or worse, like I feel like, given the show, given the budget, given what we expect out of it, like we're there for the characters more than the science, mm-hmm. um, and they just kind of have to Speak lead into yourself. It. No, <laughs> You're watching the wrong goddamn show, Shaheen. <laughs> um, did you have any well actuallys bubs?
0: Ooh. I um, oh, I guess like should I talk about like my weirdness with the Becca relationship here? Sure. So, um, I was not in the last two pods, so I did not discuss this, but I had a hard time with the Becca relationship. Really. <laughs> Um, so why is that? Um, because I, it made me want to vomit. <laughs> I, I wish I was joking, I but like, I did have a very negative re- emotional response to it. Um, and so anyways, I, going into this episode, like, y- s- I said, like, it's weird that Becco showed no affection at all the whole episode. And I was, like, very, like, fixated on that. And, like, some of my Bullark friends on Twitter were like, but, but did you want it to be reframed in a way that, like, Echo was reacting to something? And I was like, no. That's why, like, I did not like lots of season four, was because it felt that Echo was intruding on moments that were about other, like, so, like, Bellamy and Octavia. Like, it felt like it was it was being like taken away from those characters who we really needed that resolution for so i was like yeah no i guess i did not want this but like at the same time i have felt why becco why why did we go there if if that's not like right now i i'm wondering if it's a secret relationship they they, they didn't touch it all they didn't have any like moment of check in or I mean, I'm not saying I'm great at relationships, but like <laughs> in the relationships I've been in, like the times that I've been chastised was for not touching people enough and recognizing that they're in the same room. Which so you're like, <laughs>
1: where is my covert Becco hand job? Like, where? No, it,
0: not even that. But like, think about like from <laughs> the start, we had we had this joke about zero G sex, and it's only only Monty and Harper. Are in that conversation. Like, it's it, It's only about them, like, not being able to have, like, so it's not like, it's not like Echo and Bellamy and looking at each other like, we'll have to be adults in this situation. We don't oh get my to God. do that.
1: I'm sorry. Can you guys hear my fucking cat trying to, like, open my door?
0: Yeah. Well Can you hear Bonsai digging into my, duvet cover? <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry. I... I think
0: they're canceling each other out. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Banzai. I mean, there's no snakes. Stop digging. So you
1: think that no one else on the ship knows about I, their relationship? I, I
0: don't know what to think. I, I, I honestly because so the first episode where this Maybe was. Maybe they're just not into PDA. Well but like, but like Echo doesn't strike. Bellamy you as a PDA is here. though. Be- Bellamy is like a very like warm, straightforward person. We saw that with Gina. Who Echo was very instrumental in killing. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so not to like pick, not to display my party. (laughs) Um, But no, it's just like, so in the first episode where this was revealed, you know, Bellamy, um, they decided they're, they're gonna go to the ship, they need to get their fuel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone's packing, everyone's getting ready. And Bellamy's, um, he walks by his friends and Raven's going, Raven says, you're going the wrong way. And he's like, I'm just doing, like, checksies. So, and
1: I, I totally see what you're saying, like, that it could be a secret relationship. Um, I hadn't actually thought about that, like, as an option. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And that could be, like, an extra
0: little, like, wrinkle that, that happens, um, it's just it hasn't been acknowledged by anybody else and and it hasn't like so in this last so we obviously wouldn't see anything in 502 but in, in 503 they're not even really sitting next to each other in the drop ship despite the fact that next to bellamy there's an open seatbelt. belt
2: this is very interesting i i did notice that they didn't really have any moment together in this episode. But now that you're talking about it, it actually makes sense. Like, with that scene, when you put it together with that scene um, in the pot, where, yeah, you're right, they only showed Monty and, and Harper um, when they talked about sex. So, n- yeah, and they never, in public, they always talked business. So, I'm, yeah. yeah, it's an to interesting the point where We'll see. When they-
0: when they get on the ship um, and they're talking about someone says, oh, oh!" when they're getting towards where the bridge is and there, there's that sign that says, no inmates beyond this point. Echo goes, inmates? And like sh- as a question and like if you are dating somebody, especially if someone who is like kind of sort of next to you by like two people widths away, um, you would think you turn the per- to the person that you're dating who is like your person and you say like inmates? Like what is that? But she says inmates and then turns to everybody else. She doesn't turn to Bellamy. She turns to everybody um, who's behind her. and And so it was just I, like, I don't know when we're gonna like get what's going on, but like to me, it's this is not like a established relationship that everyone knows about, and it's like I, I don't and like either at the same it, time, like how hard could like it's probably
1: really hard to keep that kind of thing on the down low with, with like, in such a close-knit group.
0: Sure, sure, totally. Um, I mean, like, I can
1: see both sides, but I find that you're, like, I, I definitely think that what you're positing is interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're um, just biased, Oops.
0: I Oh, I'm, I'm not pretending that I'm not biased at all, but it's still, <laughs> these are th- still things that nickled. Like, both I can just, exist. Yeah,
2: no, I'm just kidding. It, it makes a lot of sense. It's very and, and interesting And so, observation. it
0: comes to... Um, there was an article released that said there would be no love triangles. And so I'm wondering if this is their way. So maybe they are in a relationship and everyone knows about it, but this is the show's way of being like, they're in a relationship. It's not a love triangle because we will refuse to acknowledge <laughs> the relationship in the same episodes where Balark has any sort of development. So it's just like like this down low, secretive. It's well, no, it's 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 just like it's pretending it's not a love triangle, but it's a love triangle. And even though, even if you ignore Clark and Bellamy and the whole thing, Octavia, Echo, and Bellamy is still also a love triangle. Also have some fucking issues. It's still yeah. a love triangle. It, it's not not a romantic love triangle, but it's still uh who are you going to pick? Who is more important? Like, who are you going to let down? That is the classic you know, feelings of a love triangle. And so I don't think a love triangle actually has to be romantic for it to be a love triangle. Um, And so I think the show kind of shot itself in the foot by saying, oh, we're above this. I think that, like, what you have to say is that humans have a lot of complex emotions. And you can be an adult who is very, like, healthily integrated into the world and still have, like, jealousy and insecurity and have this to work is, through that as an individual. Because, you know, that's life. That's, like, having these feelings is life. And this so, is a
1: lot coming from robot bubs.
0: Oh, thank this you. Is, this is a lot. <laughs> well, I'm only a robot because emotions d- disagreed with me and I decided... I, I <laughs> they gave <this>. me indigestion. <laughs> they gave me indigestion. Nobody wants that. <laughs> um... And so I do I I don't know what like where what, what if this is going to be like a, a friends with but it, like because it was like you said it was 3 years but it 3 years was the forgiveness so yeah. I we don't know actually So maybe they're just casually and, fucking Well no so like I I thought about this a lot and so um oh, really? at a <laughs> So at a um at some kind of con Tasia told people that she was Raven's roommate mm-hmm. and Everyone's and like, like, how are you gonna
1: fuck and like have a well, roommate?
0: Well, but like, here's the thing, though. Amori is Raven's roommate, so either so if it like it could be that everyone knows about it. Um Echo was Raven's roommate, and then Amori broke up with John and or slash Murphy, and I needed a place to stay, and then Echo was like, oh, "I'll stay with Bellamy," and and like, then everyone knows about it, but you'd think that it would have been spoken of as of now and like another like thing that was to me like hilarious because I went into it being like I'm very excited because I know that Blark is going to be reunited but like I don't know how they're going to handle the echo of it like so I was like very sensitive to any kind of whatever so in the scene where Maddie comes out of the blue and saves them and she looks at the group ignores everyone and is like Bellamy hello please come with me um in that scene where bellamy finds out that clark is alive mm-hmm. maddie is blocking echo's face and you can only see everyone else's reaction and so you think that so was like, super on purpose and yeah it's like it's like it's not a love triangle you can't say it's a love triangle <laughs> you can't no one has face. reacted to it as a love triangle and so it's just i i just wish the show was more confident in like just exploring the human experience. It doesn't need to be a, a young adult love f- triangle where somebody is tricking someone and, like, right, somebody like, else, you know? It, it doesn't have to be the soap opera. It really Bellamy doesn't. Bellamy
1: and Echo can care for each other. They can even be together on, on some sort of level. But, you know, it could be...
0: They could be like, we were together. It was it was something that helped us get through space. But now that we're on the ground, like, obviously there's a different reality for us. And we're always going to be family.
1: Yeah, like I I th- my issue is I just don't want Echo's character to get fucked over in service of Balark. And so if and it is as fr-
0: soon as they break up, the less that's going to happen. I mean, yeah,
1: true. Like especially if there's going to be a lot of conflict between um
0: yeah, if if uh, a lot of their story if a lot of the Balark story is about this frission. yeah, then you know, because then you have to pretend... Like, Echo has to go off on her own and pretend she's not there and doing her own thing. and Which will be great if they actually explore that. But, like, as of right now, with what they've shown, I'm not sure that they would.
1: I would actually really like, again, and we talked about this earlier, if there is friction between Bellamy and Clark and that, you know, Echo and Clark kind of have a really sort of similar way of approaching things. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, could, could definitely be interesting. But, you know, again, I, I just don't want... It, and i i hope that the show is going to be smart enough to not give us fucking over echo to put Bullark together cuz that's not
0: no i think that i think that echo is definitely going to have a crisis of conscience mm-hmm. in some way but it would no and i completely agree with you it would be really great if that con, like that crisis happens outside of feeling betrayed by bellamy exactly um, and I just, I think that, I mean, here's here's where I get, like, upset about, like, the not acknowledging of the love triangle. It's not that, like, I want Echo to, like, feel bad or whatever. It's that I want it to be separate enough for her to have that crisis and it be, and, and it to be about her and mm-hmm. not be that, like, Bellamy chose someone else over her. And that's, yeah, like, what Echo, spurred this on. Echo's you know, you stronger want than it, that. You want it to be about how Echo... Realized Clark was alive, and it was just like, you know what? Like this is a little bit more complicated than I'm prepared for, especially because we're back I'm on the ground. Out. Yeah, this we're back on the to be ground. Super like, cash. we have, I, I have people underground that I need to, like, you have your sister, but I have like my whole race that's underground, and I like, I want to, I betrayed them by like betraying the Conclave, and now like I realize that that's not who Plus, I was, even though like I'm not against that she did that, but. Maybe Plus, she feels, but,
1: but we also don't know. Like, like I said on the last podcast, you know, Echo, uh, you know, Nyla fucked Clark, possibly fucking Octavia. I'm still holding out hope that she had a thing with Echo too, and um, you know, I'll, 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 I'll keep that, I'll keep that of candle. No,
0: I would prefer that she didn't have a thing with Nyla, but she will. Ooh, I was like, they'll a both get back. Yeah, it's it's going to be like a oh. Whatever you guys, whatever. Just just see what you're missing.
1: But I do want I do want that to be acknowledged by Nyla with Bellamy. Just at some point, just a look that's like mm-hmm. all you're of like, that, all of it,
0: all of you it. You know I what? Haven't. Like Clark and your sister, they're tasty. Do oh, you know Jesus what I mean? Rice bubs. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have no like. How drunk are you now? I I I well I. Don't have any more of this bottle of wine <laughs> left. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, I realized
1: that we lot of It's only railroads. 11%, so one which bottle. normally
0: wine is 13%. So. 11% is
1: still a lot. Um, Shaheen, do you have any other little thoughts or well-actualies? I, I, I feel like you've been, you know, observing.
2: I'm good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> How I, do I you like... Wh- Where's your like level of blark from this episode?
2: Um, I felt I'm like, always
0: curious from like bystanders.
2: From bystander perspective? Yeah. Yeah, so what is the question?
0: Well, God wha- damn it, what's your like take on it? Is it is it uh-huh. romantic? Is it just drama?
2: Oh, um I mean, I don't get, I don't pick up on all the little um, teasing stuff. I feel like we got the balarc only at the end. Um, I, in terms of whether it's romantic or not, I'm open to both. Um, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> Very enlightening. Cool, Shahin.
2: I'm open to both of it. I, I feel like. Yeah, I, I mean it would be kind of interesting if all of the stuff we're saying and theorizing about is just wrong and it's just is <laughs> just gonna stay with Echo the whole season. Um,
1: <laughs> so you you would you would be tickled by the Becco is Endgame. Um
2: Well let's no, pick no, I'm the just surprise over sounds, the
0: story development.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know if that sounds strange because I've been listening to you guys the whole time or that is just not The way the story seems to be going, so I think there is probably romantic balarque, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm okay with it.
0: (laughs) I think it's a very angst-filled road. We're not going to get it anytime soon. Um, Of course, it's
1: angst-filled. Are you fucking kidding me? This is. I mean, I hope so.
0: I'm here for the. I'm five years in. Fucking give me angst, like. (laughs) 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 Anyways, sorry. Um.
1: Shit, I had something. um, i I kind of feel bad about I mean, we got a little bit into like some moral decisions and stuff like that with, you know, mm-hmm. there are no good guys, but i'm hoping I'm hoping that there is more meat for you uh, on the next episode, Shaheen.
2: Oh, yeah. why is that? I don't know cause is I, something specific about next episode.
1: no, i I just feel like this episode was very sort of straightforward. Um, for the most part, in the same, in a very similar way, that the first episode was very straightforward. The second episode, we had it was you not know, a of lot dilemma. More, yeah, there were, there were, there weren't a lot of dilemmas to, I, to be honestly, had. Honestly,
0: I don't think we're going to have a dilemma until five oh five. Okay, I think that's the point where Octavia is going to be, the fucking everything up. Yes, and yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that she's felt that she has to be a certain kind of person to have everyone survive. And so that person is not really going to be compatible on the ground and it's going to fuck shit up.
2: Yeah. I mean, I rambled about this stuff for a while, but it just it recently doesn't seem to go anywhere. Because um, <laughs> like you guys just don't have any, I guess it's like you're waiting to see how it plays out.
0: Well, what do you mean? Like, so do you want us to comment on something?
2: No, it's just, like, I, I'm i in the same position. Like, I don't know what the show is trying to say with the Clark thing, and maybe they're not trying to say anything, so um, I'm just reading too much into it. So it all depends on what happens next. I've, what, I, I think it know. was
1: also that that we, um, you know, we, we analyzed to death, uh, you know, season four or whatever, and we're still only three episodes in, and they're still, like, laying out the groundwork on this, so we're like what does it all mean? What is all this? And it's yeah. like, okay, just whoa, 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 whoa.
0: And to be fair, three episodes in, I was all about season four. I thought it was like, it was, and I will admit that it was because Bullark had great stuff in the first <laughs> three episodes. Um, <laughs> and it did not have much more of anything else. And so the rest of the season, if it had if it had, had Bullark, maybe I would have like made it through. But it didn't have Bullark and it was like, lackluster in a lot of ways um all right um
1: <laughs> on that note <laughs> uh do we have um any tv shows to recommend shaheen are you watching anything ever? you do i only have one but i was asking you i was trying to bring you you know I, i'm not trying to toot my own horn i'm trying to you know toot your
2: i horn. uh i recommend that people Work on their dissertations. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and eat yeah. your pop
0: brownies and work on your dissertation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no edibles don't work. Fuck edibles.
0: Right. Here's
1: my issue with edibles. First of all, you never know what kind of a journey you're going to be on, and you mm-hmm. don't know that fact until an hour at least.
2: Yeah. No, here's the thing: they don't work on me at all. Period. They just don't really? they just go right through. I don't know what happens. Like I don't. They get don't any work for them. me.
0: Yeah, but pot doesn't yeah. work for you. It doesn't. But I had five pot cookies, and yeah. nothing happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to recommend that people watch iZombie. Zombie. Um, it has not been renewed yet by the CW, but it is hilarious. It's gonna get renewed for at I least the so. last
0: season. I think I really that's what they're so. deciding. Is this gonna be the last season, or should we get it? I think that's why they're taking longer. Um, because I, I really,
1: I really hope it gets one more season. Yeah, it's a wonderful delight of a little. Like it's the chemistry of the cast, and it's funny. It's so funny. In terms funny. of the
0: other shows on the CW, it should get renewed. Oh, even even sure. before even before at Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, as much as I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I think that it's kind of, you know, it's played itself out, and I would love for the creator and writer to do another project that's somewhat similar, mm-hmm. but a different. Um, because I, I do think it's kind of played itself out a little bit, um, but it, she's still a great talent and should have something else going.
1: But iZombie, for sure.
0: But iZombie, yeah. Um,
1: all right, well, unless... Okay. So, oh wait, sorry, Bubs. Do you have anything?
0: Uh, r- do you have anything in the notes? No, because I don't remember. Um, I guess I don't have anything to recommend. Uh, watch the Expanse, everyone. Yeah, please, for the love of God.
2: Yeah, watch we'll the Expanse. Do help us get it renewed.
0: It. <laughs> wait, what were you so saying, we so we have something to do this summer.
2: <laughs> yeah, watch watch the Expanse because we'll do podcasts on it. So that would be so. awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't don't be square, I guess, or something. Um, all right. Well, oh, I
0: heard Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the reboot on Netflix, is like soup's good.
1: I'll leave that one to you.
0: I mean, no, I hear it's like legitimately like people have cried. It's so heartwarming. Oh Jesus! Um, but I'm I'm holding it like I have not watched it, so I'm not like endorsing it in that sense. But like I'm holding it hostage so that my My coworker watches The Hundred. I'm like, I refuse to watch any of Queer. I, because she talks about it all the time until you watch The Hundred.
1: So, that's fair. So, so a little bit. But she's not the only person
0: I've heard good things about it from. I, I legitimately. Wait, is this the coworker
1: that that you don't trust anymore? uh, That that you were telling us about
0: earlier? Yes, the one who I asked. Who is that? And she tried to explain Elon Musk to me. Yeah. So Who I, don't, I feel like, like I can't, like, <laughs> why? <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel <laughs>
1: like she maybe doesn't have the most credibility.
0: She does not, but she's really fun to make fun of because, like, <laughs> one time we are in the elevator and she goes, and I was like, I really like your jacket. She's like, it's actually like, um, repurpose bomber blah and I'm like, tell me again how you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> and she's oh, like, Oh yeah, God. I love a great point. It's <laughs> just like that was a joke. But that's thank you for like adding to my story. She um
1: I don't I don't know how you do it, Bubs. I don't know right. how you do it. Uh dealing with her Brooklyn-ness and her Thinking In my you don't shallowness? Know who Elon Musk is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was um, really funny though. It, it was just like more like I had to like come to terms with the fact that there are people who know other people more than Elon Musk. Because to me that's crazy. It Grimes, Gri like I don't was even an know ABC show with like fairies and centaurs. Is that apparently a
1: apparently not? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Gr- Grim. Oh, the, like, Brothers Grimm thing? Yeah, Yeah, I don't watch watch anything on ABC. All right, well, now that we've gone for, like, four and a half bajillion hours on this podcast, (laughs) um, we will be back next week. I have no idea who's guesting. Maybe it's Bubs. maybe it's Cece, maybe it's Jen, maybe it's someone else. I don't know. Where is Jen? I don't know. She's disappeared, probably working on her review or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess uh, until, until then, may we geek again. Good luck on your dissertation shaheen i hope thank you i you know don't don't hide in that closet too much um, <laughs> yeah well you gotta
2: be i mean you gotta be a little high
1: for uh, for philosophy
2: for philo- no, uh, <laughs> take it easy guys <laughs> All right, bye everyone Bye.